we should start calling them pot blasts again. <laughs> Digicasts. Digicasts. I've been thinking about, and I, I've been thinking about this before the quarantine, but now I'm especially thinking about like making, I don't know, some, some sort of podcast that's just like insanely easy to make, right? Like something mm-hmm. that's like, I don't know. Well, it would have to be because they're like, already doing two podcasts. <laughs> I mean, don't have room I'm for doing a the third work podcast. Of, I'm doing the work of half a podcast. <laughs> uh uh no i am making two podcasts um but I, I i've been thinking about it'd be really fun to have like a daily podcast that's just like super quick zero editing you record it like i don't know the morning of and just post it right mm-hmm. zero edit, you just export and post and, and you're done you automate most of it whatever there's probably uh, a, a million people working on this right now but like <laughs> yeah, they're you all could bad. No, but you could do, like, audio logs from the apocalypse. And just, See, like, the sort of things you would pick up in a video game. Just, like, little right. vignettes. I saw the new neighbors hoarding toilet paper. I'm going to go <laughs> ask them for a roll. <laughs> Day two, the toilet paper is mine. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the question, is do I there do... There are no neighbors. Do I do something serious? Do I do something fiction? Do I do something non-fiction? But I like that idea of just like doing it completely satirical. Do some kind of like rear window shit where it's just you commenting on your neighbors as you slowly go more and more paranoid. Yeah. But then, but then, so coming back around, I would call them pod blasts. <laughs> because because that, that's the, the visual that I get with pod blasts is like you're releasing. Just a shit ton of content. <laughs> Scattershot content. Also, have I ever told you how much I hate the word content? It's just such a garbage nonsense word? marketing word. Oh, yeah. yeah. As as a buzzword, it is bad. Yeah. I'm a content creator. No, fuck you. Tell me what you actually do. Oh, content. <laughs> what do you produce? <laughs> it's just like, I'm making stuff to fill this other thing. Yeah. I uh, Like, yeah. we're not artists. And like, and the problem that I have with it now is like at work, I work off and on with the content team at work and they're all like genuinely nice and amazing people. And I yeah. don't want to call them the content no, Nothing against team. like content creators. It's just that the word no. itself is just such a grotesque sort of abomination of language. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I would much rather, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a good example that's not directly related to my job. Oh, okay. So a good example uh is there is a youtube guy uh that i i like a lot called jimmy champagne another jimmy i know no relation no relation uh jimmy champagne does youtube videos about horror movies i would not call him a content creator because i respect him too much i would call him a purveyor of horror films see that sounds way better right than content creator i'm just gonna make some some content it's like it's nothing it's like a flat gray rectangle you're just making some content to fill into this like slot how do you you have to fill something up how do you feel about the word podcaster because i struggle with it podcaster makes it sound like i'm doing this full time yeah it does i don't consider myself a podcaster no me neither the mcelroy brothers are, are not experts. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I started saying their name and then like went into that exact timber. <laughs> yeah. See, they're, they're podcasters. podcasters. Yeah. That's they do this professionally. 
We're just two idiots talking to each other. Yeah. And it just so happens it. that other people can listen to what we're saying. Right, right. Almost Which... <laughs> coincidentally. <laughs> if two white dudes have a conversation and don't release it as a podcast, should they say anything? <laughs> Too real. Too real. Hey, do you want to make a podcast? <sighs> you want to produce some content? <laughs> It's time to put a podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week on the show, we are talking about Awakening of Evil, parts one and two. Oh, uh, no, the uh, evil awakens. That's <laughs> season two, episodes 37 and 38. Uh, yeah, we get into some of the some of the shit. This is a four-part episode, so we're talking about the first two parts um knock knock hey evil you up <laughs> get me my evil coffee evil gets a text at 3 a.m <laughs> uh jimmy before we talk about this i have some questions for you yes in your notes here you have stated that you are playing your first mmo am i to believe that this is short for mmorpg which is itself short for massively multiplayer online role-playing game it is uh, the ca- the past week and a half or so. Uh, all the people that I usually hang out with to play D anD D and Magic the Gathering. Boy, I sound like a huge fucking nerd when I say that. God, <laughs> what have I become? It's okay. You're saying it on your Yu Gi Oh podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only Dear up Lord. from here, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All the people I d- play D&D and Magic with that I can't anymore because we're all under quarantine. Yeah, I was, I was going to um, say, so you've been playing an MMO for approximately one quarantine. <laughs> one quarter qu- qu- quarantine. Um, they have been getting, we've been looking for a way so we can all hang out together still. Uh, and so we've been getting into Final Fantasy fourteen. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm on the, the free trial uh, and I'm playing a healer. Yeah, bud. That's I have heard nothing but good things about Final Fantasy fourteen, and I don't think my computer could run it. Uh, I have to play on my roommate's computer because my computer is a ten year old iMac and can't run it. Yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't even boot up the launcher. Oh Jesus! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how are you liking it? So okay. So he what? Sorry. Let me start over. You're playing a healer. Yeah, I'm playing uh, a healer. A white mage. What race is he? It's like they're not orcs, but they're like big buff guys. I don't remember what the name of it because every like buff guys. All, there's like humans. There's cat girls. There's like big buff guys. There's elves. They're they all have like Final Fantasy names, so I don't remember what the yeah. fuck they're called. It's not um, a Moogle, and like, they're not Moogles. That's the little guy, and they're not uh, Popotos. Popotos are like 
toddler-sized people. Right. They're not oh, silver. No, no, Popotos are just potatoes. What the <laughs> okay. hell am I thinking of? What are the races in this? I'm, I'm I don't Googling remember. Final Fantasy, whoops, 14 races. Um, did you, where I was going with my question is, did you settle on a white mage because you wanted to or because your party needed a healer? Um, mostly because I've never played a healer in any sort of RPG before. Okay. I wanted to see how it go- goes. Oh, I'm a Rogadden. Ah, yes, I just got to that. Rogadden. They look like, uh, um, oh my gosh, Legend of Zelda, the fish people. Zoras? They look like Zoras with Goron hair. Kind of. They're just big buff guys. Anyway, the little tiny like toddler people are Lalafels. Lalafels. The humans okay. are... <laughs> uh, the cat people are Mikote. Elves are Alezen. All right. Lysen. So these are all things that I don't remember because it's now, all nonsense words. Are you a Rogadon of the Sea Wolves or the Hellsguard? I believe I am a Hell's Guard. My, yeah, he's got red skin. Yeah, so my character is Thok Grockenheim. I made him as tall as buff as possible, which is hilarious for a healer because he's like twice as tall as literally everyone else in my party. Nice, nice, Like when I do the like hug emote, I have to like bend down (laughs) (laughs) to do it. I, uh, um, for whatever reason, that reminded me of when uh, my best friend in high school joined the Marines, and I went to his like boot camp graduation, and he introduced me to the tallest guy in his squad, uh, and everyone in the Marines gets like a nickname. Uh, mm-hmm. So my friend was really mad because his nickname was Muppet because his voice kind of sounded like a Muppet, uh, and he was like, here. he was like, I was sad about it until I met this guy, and he introduced me to this guy. He was the tallest guy in the squad, and his nickname is Sniper Bait. Oh, God. I was going to say, oh, his name is probably something like Tiny because it's ironic, but that's so much worse. <laughs> so you're the biggest guy. You're the buffest yeah, guy. You're the, the healer. Thok is the healer. Um, and the game itself, I'm not... I just don't really like the grindy aspect of the MMO because every mission you get, it's either like go to this place and kill these five things mm-hmm. or like go to this place and talk to this person. Just either one of those over and over again. And it's like the same four buttons for your four spells. You know, what would be a fun, sorry, this is where my head's at today. You know, it'd be a fun podcast. What? You start no more with, podcasts. Calm you down. Start, <laughs> you start Please with relax. Just, just the voice of someone going, ah, yes. Go out into the forest and capture 18 squirrels and fetch me the skins of 12 wildebeest. Literally the first mer- mission is like go out into the forest and kill like four squirrels or something. Bring me the hides of 17 snow leopards. And then it's just like ambient sounds of like crunching through the forest and swinging a sword at things for like 30 minutes. But then it's just the same. You release the same episode every day for a week. <laughs> adventure asmr yeah anyway continue i'm sorry i'm sorry uh the game is pretty the storyline is final fantasy stuff so it's like almost nonsense there's some yeah some like overarching like storylines that you can take or leave but 
is it's, this uh, it's really is, more of a vehicle for me to hang out with my friends yeah so for that i really appreciate it yeah that's good no it's really good i've been really glad to see how people have been using stuff like this to like stay connected uh in the middle of this like horrible worldwide pandemic that none of us really mm. know how to handle but it's just such a the disconnect between uh how the game is like taking itself super seriously and like how people behave and look in the game is mm-hmm. just wacky because i'll be like talking to the wood whalers and th- talking they'll be talking about how they need to protect this I'm, tree from like I'm sorry the, people. the wood whalers wood whalers how what whale as in crying not okay. like <laughs> okay. the harshy pose <laughs> there's that's a mighty elm a white o- the white oak <laughs> so they'll uh, be talking about yeah. like this like serious like fantasy setting and then like in the background there'll be got a guy whose mount is like the car from that Final Fantasy game that just came out. <laughs> or like yes. someone like asleep on a bed that's just like hovering around. Um, now, do you find that your friendship dynamic stays pretty much the same with your friendship group? Like even though now you're the tall buff guy? Yeah, we're all still just goofing. Okay, okay, good. I would be um, I, I would be very worried of like, oh no, Jim, now Jimmy's swole. <laughs> I can't make fun of him the same way. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, like, smack my friends around. Right. There's well, no, I mean, like, PvP in the... Yeah. yeah <laughs> not that you would smack your friends around anyway, but... No. You know, you know what I mean. Cool, man. Well, good. I'm oh, I'm really glad. Uh, are you going to continue with it past the paid trial? Or... I guess I don't know I how long I the trial might. is. Yeah, it's up to, like, level 30, I think. And I've oh, only been okay. playing for, a, like... It's not a time thing. No. Gotcha. It's... You can play up to, like, level 30, and then um, it's mostly intact. Like, you can still be in parties and stuff. There's just, like, a few things you can't do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I might get the the full version just so I can keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember how much it costs, but, like, they give you, like, a month free, which is probably as much as we'll need. Yeah. A month or two. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, like, nobody really knows how long this is actually going to go on for, so it might be yeah. worth just, you know, yeah. eh, pay for a month, only need some of it, eh, it's fine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you I have, have your, uh, your I notes have a couple here of notes. are yeah. much more on brand for this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I, I haven't been playing an MMO, but I have been trying to find ways to sort of fill the time in our quarantine uh, here in England. We are now officially on... Uh, sort of a, a lockdown for three weeks. Um, That's a weird thing about being in quarantine is that I'm somehow way busier now than I was before the quarantine. Really? Like I was like, I'm going to be quarantined. So now I'll finally have time to like do all these little projects that I've been putting off and like learning new things and read all these books that I have on my shelf. No, everyone's online constantly and trying to get me to play video <laughs> games. <laughs> I mean, I think that's been a really nice thing that I've been trying to remind myself of, right? Is like, yes we're in quarantine yes everyone should stay home and like not go out and do the things that you're trying to do or usually but that's not like don't be hard on yourself if you feel like oh i should be productive and i'm not being productive and i'm yeah. not saying that to you necessarily but just to people in general, in general. And, to, and to myself um, yeah don't, you don't feel like you need to be doing stuff this is a completely unprecedented event in like a global history 
even if you're not like directly affected by it, like I work from home, like I am, (laughs) I am so incredibly blessed to be able to like keep my job through all of this. And I know a lot of people aren't that lucky, uh, regardless of where you're at, like there is some ambient stress in the world right now. Oh yeah, for sure. If you need to take care of yourself by playing an MMO or like playing animal crossing i've been playing a lot of animal crossing oh same uh, or listening to a dumb podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh. uh like do that and thank yourself for spending that time on yourself like this is a good thing that you're doing i've never seen more people online than when i'm playing animal crossing and I look at my friends list and there's like six people and they're all playing animal crossing yeah it's so funny being in england when most of my friends are in the states because they'll come over and be like oh shit it's nighttime uh but that wasn't in my notes that was just a brief aside my notes has been the other thing that i i I started doing is i watch a lot of youtube videos and i do anyway but i've i've started just following people that do just like short comedy bits or musical stuff just things to kind of like keep my brain busy you know and i noticed that since monday the official Oh youtube channel has been streaming episodes of Oh. So they have a live stream going. It's nonstop. Uh, and I believe they're they're doing the entire run of 5Ds, it seems like. I all don't know if they're going to do all five of them. Uh, it's been nonstop 5Ds since Monday. Uh, so I've watched a little bit of that. I haven't gotten like too deep into it. 5Ds has been one of those that I've been really curious about because it has... I feel like a lot of things that I would be interested in, like it's sort of cyberpunk. It has motorcycles. There's racing. There's a card game. Um, it has, it has all that. Like it checks all the boxes. Uh, synchro monsters are pretty cool. The motorcycles are pretty cool. A lot of the dialogue seems to be dudes on motorcycles saying that the other dude can't do math. Right. Uh, there's a, whenever there's a new card that's played to like explain the mechanics of the card there's a voiceover uh and it caught me off guard because i started like halfway through an episode when i caught it and the voiceover comes on and it's this like sexy sultry voice this like woman's voice and she goes i I forget what she says but she says something along the lines of like junk monster junk monster takes the power from other cards and turns it into defense or i'm getting that entirely wrong but she talks in that cadence and it's it's like a sexy pokedex yes (laughs) it is exactly that uh so if you're into that sort of thing go to the official youtube channel for Yu-Gi-Oh right now um i find that it is actually kind of nice to have it on in the background like if you're not directly paying attention to it Mm. um one of the things i've been trying lately is having like a like a TV show on typically something that's mostly talking like a Bob Ross or a or a Gordon Ramsay or something uh and then playing chill hop music on top of it oh nice something that doesn't have its own like music yeah 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 just something like like chill instrumental uh and then turning it like turning the volume such that the voice is down low and the music is like just a little bit above it so you get kind of the here is a person talking, but I don't have to pay attention to them. And here is the music playing, but it's not like pumping me up. Like I'm going to go to a rave or something. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of a nice relaxing experience for whatever you're doing that day. Like playing animal crossing, which has been yeah. most of my free time. <laughs> Speaking of like playing music, have you been, 
Have you ever seen some of these YouTube videos or like Tumblr posts where it takes some audio and then modulates it in such a way that it's like like Africa playing over the loudspeaker at a mall that's like totally empty and so it sounds like it's like echoing off the tiles and you're like off in the distance or like playing country roads like you're listening to country roads except mm -hmm. it's your neighbor playing it down the road and it's like echoing through the woods at like 10 p.m and you can hear crickets and chirping these are youtube videos yeah this is, no this i like, have not seen this this aesthetic that's meant to like emulate a, listening to music at a certain time and place i think there's a name for it but uh it's really cool okay yeah i could get into that so it's like, do, do they put in other ambient sound? Yeah. So it's like like list the one I was talking about, listening to your neighbor, listening to like Sweet Home Alabama or whatever. It's uh -huh. like they're playing it on their shitty radio, like out in your, you live out in the countryside and it sounds like it's like coming through the trees. And so they make it sound like it's coming through a little tinny radio. And then there'll be like crickets chirping in the distance. And it's like located in the soundscapes that's like coming from one direction oh it's okay so like stereo, and they'll like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah like there'll be like wind blowing and like crickets chirping and stuff so it's meant to evoke like certain times and places yet you're like there listening to the music shit dude all right uh semi-related just since we're on this topic and this i don't know if they go too deep into this there's a podcast called window to the magic uh window to the magic window to the magic kingdom me google it window to the magic uh yep yeah. uh so oh weird uh window to the magic yeah it uh is a podcast was a podcast uh oh it looks like it's still going but it's this guy who uh has a binaural audio recording setup and he goes and walks around uh, Disney theme parks just sort of recording the ambient sound of being at Disney and being like in Disney oh, huh. and so and, and there's very little talking like he does a little bit of talking at the front he'll like maybe talk to a couple of people as he's recording just to be like you know friendly if people approach him but it's very sort of soothing in a way to like sort of put put your headphones on sit back close your eyes and just be in Disneyland or Disney World or whatever park mm -hmm. he's in uh especially if you have like fond memories of going to those parks in the past it can be sort of a very uh relaxing experience that sounds wonderful yeah just being there in that soundscape yeah i found that video i was thinking of it's called take it's on youtube it's mm -hmm. called take me home country roads by john denver except your neighbors are looping it for an hour and there's just like a photo of a black and white like country porch and you can hear it. It's modulated, so it sounds like it's way off in the distance. Huh. And there's, like, the hum of, like, a a light bulb near your head. I'll drop you a link to it. Yeah, I, I'm i really enamored by that idea. That's really It sweet. sounds like something you would really be into. Because there's, there's something about that that you have to, like, you have to craft it, you know? Yeah. You can't accidentally create this. You have to, you have to go in with a vision. Huh. Anyway, All right. I'll leave that for you. I'll listen to later. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, do we want to start talking about Yu-Gi-Oh? Let's give the people what they want. Let's give the people what they paid for. <laughs> no one has paid any money to listen to this. 
God, if I hope have, not. <laughs> someone is ripping you off. We release this for free. <laughs> it's time to discuss these episodes. Uh, as I've said, we're discussing season two, episodes 37 and 38, Awakening of Evil, parts one and two. Let's start with part one. The translated title for part one is Junoichi. I can never get his name right in Japanese. Junuchi. Well, they say it so fast that it they do. Is Junuchi. Junuchi. Junuchi uh, versus the trap deck. Gee, I wonder what kind of deck is going to be in this one. <laughs> can you possibly uh, guess? <laughs> the summary here is Joey duels Odeon, who has taken Merrick's name, but quickly falls behind when he faces Odeon's powerful traps. <gasps> when Joey attempts to take advantage of his deck's weakness, parentheses, having no monsters, Odeon pulls out a surprise. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. So this episode begins with where we began. Uh, what like four episodes ago, where they introduced the the bingo thing. Oh yeah. Well, we're just back in the bingo room. I mean, yeah. For those who are just joining us or maybe missed this episode, Kaiba uh has installed in his blimp a lottery ball machine a blue eyes white bingo machine <laughs> and it's got uh it's got the th- well it's three-headed so it's a blue eyes ultimate dragon bingo machine uh and that is how they select who is going to do who duel who duel who whom is going to duel whom uh in this uh this sort of final eight that they have of the tournament whomst shall duel this day <laughs> uh I really enjoy the animation on the bingo machine, I have to say. It's pretty good. They gave it the same sort of, like, care that you see given to food in Ghibli movies, where just the way that it moves and the way that, like, the balls bounce around and the way that the final balls sort of roll out of the blue eyes mouth uh, and and land in the little cup, like, there's something about it that's very soothing. I could watch that gif just on repeat. One of the animators is just, like, a big bingo nerd, and they're like, here, you do all this part. Is that a thing? Is that a is that a culture that's out there? Are there bingo stands? Probably. I mean, bingo. Usually, you have to be over the age of sixty five to be in that subculture, but I'm sure there are some younger bingo enthusiasts out there. I'm sure there are some bingo zoomers. <laughs> it's time to bingo. <laughs> oh God, I've just seen my future. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, the bingo ball happens, and, uh, they are gonna randomly pick the two people dueling. As you can tell from the episode title and description, the two people that get picked are Joey and Merrick. And when we say Merrick, we actually mean Odeon, because Odeon is pretending to be Merrick, while Merrick pretends to be Namu, while Bakura pretends to be Bakura, and while Merrick will occasionally take control of Taya's body. Just a whole right? lot of people pretending to be other people. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of Freaky Friday happening right now. Uh, did you notice that Odeon looks skinnier in he this does. episode? Usually, he's just like the Rock. You know, he's like a big beefy guy, but he is skinnier in this episode. Yeah, I don't really know who he looks like now. He doesn't look like the Rock anymore. No, who's a skinny the Rock? Jason Statham? <laughs> yeah, he is. He kind of is. Yeah, so Odeon is now Jason Statham. 
I wouldn't uh, watch this movie. I I would totally watch this movie, a live action Yu Gi Oh featuring Jason Statham. <laughs> Uh, what what happens in the beginning of this episode, Jimmy? Um, I feel like they get picked and then yeah, I they get picked and then they go up to the top of the blimp, and Joey is shit talking Odeon a lot mm-hmm. for someone who's been like had all his friends mind controlled, and he like <laughs> he says, "I hope you brought a parachute because I'm blasting you right off this blimp," and then he like aggressively shuffles his deck at Odeon. He's like right <laughs> he next does. to him. For like five minutes, just endlessly shuffling his deck and looking Odeon right in the eyes. The ref calls him out for it, too. He's like, all right, you have to stop. You've shuffled enough for ten duels. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the duel is about to begin. This is the first time, uh, by the way, that Serenity gets to see Joey duel. Yeah, Taya points this out. I was so sad. <laughs> It's like, oh no, you spent all this time being like, I want the first thing that I see to be my brother dueling. And you've seen so much before this. She caught like the tail end of a duel, but not like yeah, a that, full duel. The the horrible duel where he was mind controlled for most of it. Yeah. And then nearly died. <laughs> Does Serenity know that duels don't usually involve human sacrifice? And like squishing people with giant uh, construction equipment? At wharfs? I mean, I would hope so, but if this is the first duel that she's seen in a bit, like, maybe she just kind of, maybe that's why she's so calm. She's like, yeah, every duel has to do with saving the world. Like, this is just a Tuesday. This is is just par for the course. There's no real danger here. This is just how duels happen. She is out for blood. She wants to see Joey actually kill Odeon. Chuck him off she the does. Blimp. She does. She she is uh, she is hooting and hollering and rooting and tooting. Bring me his heart, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Serenity, having lived through ha- nearly having her sight taken away from her, is now obsessed with stealing the eyes of every duelist that crosses her. <laughs> eye for an eye. Uh yeah, so the the duel is is gonna begin. Uh, Joey says, for some goddamn reason, <laughs> Joey says, according to my math, you're gonna be all washed up in nine turns. He's just like super confident and like doing his own brand of bullshitting now, just like all the other duelists he's had to deal with. And everyone's like, oh okay, chess master, sure, nine turns, uh huh. <laughs> And Serenity is the only one who like actually believes him when he that he's this confident. And everyone else is just like that's just Joey BSing again, right? We all know uh, Joey. The Odeon, how does Odeon respond? I didn't write down his line here. Odeon doesn't have a lot of lines at the beginning. I don't remember what he does. Sorry, I heard a dog barking and had to make sure it wasn't mine. Uh. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of lines, but he he pulls out the Millennium Rod. Mm-hmm. And everyone's the, just like, gasp, the Millennium Rod. Right. Well, they don't say the Millennium Rod. Nobody's seen it before. So Joey goes, oh, that must be the thing that he's mind-controlling everybody with. Oh, yeah. And and Yugi says, like, Merrick must have realized... Or no, no, no. He, he sorry. Uh, somebody says that they should have, like, a fair duel, right? Because he's yeah. like, okay, you're not going to mind control me and, and win or whatever. You have to duel me fair and square. 
Uh, so then Odeon says, uh, as you wish, basically, and tucks it in his belt? Yeah, like, behind him. So if he sits down, he's gonna get a Millennium Rod right in the tuckus. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be bad. Uh, but then Yugi says, like, big Yugi says to little Yugi, or, or the opposite, uh, one of the Yugis says, Merrick must have realized that Joey's mind is too strong to be controlled. And that's he's, why he put it away. That's the only reason. No, he's just too dumb to be controlled. <laughs> no, he's been controlled is the thing. Yeah, he Mind control worked on him very clearly. And then he almost died. Uh, but then it turns out that no, that's not the case. It was actually a fake Millennium Rod the whole time. Yeah. Merrick, or a.k.a. Real Namu, uh, right. has the actual real Millennium Rod. Uh, he's standing behind everyone, just kind of holding it behind his back. And it's like, how did nobody notice him holding this Millennium Rod the whole time? Was he actually hiding it up his butt? <laughs> Was he actually hiding it up his butt? Was he doing a Pirates of the Caribbean 3 and just had that enormous thing just tucked away somewhere? You know, how Elizabeth Swan at the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean 3 has that enormous cannon when they all get disarmed. When they're talking to the pirate. I am trying to remember a single frame from Pirates of the Caribbean 3, and I am coming up empty. (laughs) They hide some weapons on their person in places where they shouldn't be able to, is what I'm saying. I gotcha. Okay. So yes, so he does one of those. He's holding the Millennium Rod behind his back. And then he just spends like five fucking minutes of this episode monologuing to himself about how sneaky he is. Yeah. There's a lot of monologuing from Merrick that doesn't have to exist in this episode. It doesn't, because it's all circular, right? It's yeah. a lot of him being like, ah, ha, ha, no one should, would expect that I am Namu and Odeon is actually Odeon and not me, and I am the one doing the mind control, and I am Namu. Those fools really believe that I am Namu because I told them. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, it, you know, <laughs> it, yeah. it happens a lot in this episode. Um. Anyway, Merrick is, ha- he does, in his monologue, he does provide some useful information that he is actually concerned more about Kaiba. Because in the ancient tablets depicting the pharaoh and his, like, nemesis or whatever, mm-hmm. Kaiba is the one holding the millennium rod, not him. Ah, Ancient yes. Kaiba has the millennium rod. And, uh, uh, you know, again, for those who are newer to the show or just joining us or, or what have you, uh, the Egyptian stone tablets were like a, a prophecy or they were telling a, a history that's going to repeat itself of uh, somebody that looks very much like Yugi and someone that looks very much like Kaiba dueling each other below the three Egyptian, three, wow, Egyptian god cards. There has to be a better name for these things. <laughs> god cards? Egyptian that's- god cards. Egyptian god cards. Does that imply the existence of, like, Greek god cards? (laughs) I play Zeus in attack position. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, so so Merrick is concerned about Kaiba. I play Christ the Lord (laughs) in defense position. (laughs) That's why Jesus hasn't returned, is because he's stuck in a card. He waiting for a, someone he has a to very play him. strict summoning condition. You can't you can't be normal <laughs> or special summoned. Uh 
yeah, so uh, the duel is set to begin. Uh, we get a line from Kaiba, who's just hoping Joey lasts long enough in this duel uh, that he gets to encounter uh, the god card that Merrick has, which is uh, the winged dragon of Ra, the one we haven't seen yet. Is he... I'm trying to figure out why he's so excited, because he knows that Merrick has that card. Yes. Does he have to, like, see it? He doesn't know how it works yet. He wants to see it in action so he can figure out a plan to go against it and then take it. Ah, okay, I got you. That makes a lot more sense, because I was sitting there the whole time being like, well, you know you know, he's got it. Just yeah. find a way to take it. <laughs> Which makes me wonder... How does the hologram system know what it does? Right. Well, we asked the same question back when Kaiba was testing out uh, uh, Obelisk the Tormentor. Like, how does the hologram system know what it looks like? Does it, like, scan the... I guess it would have to, like, scan the cards in real time if it finds one that it hasn't been scanned into the system before. Oh, does it do that thing where it, like, uh, scans the 2D image and then turns that into a height map and then... Like <laughs> it extrapolates of... a shitty JPEG of Obelisk the Tormentor, <laughs> who just comes God, in completely two dimensional with all these like weird spikes and where the light areas are. If anyone <laughs> wants to see some truly like nightmare stuff, go look up uh, what they were trying to do with the Nintendo, not Nintendo, the Xbox Connect. Do you remember these things where it would take like a uh, like a semi three D photo of the room around you and then turn oh, it yeah. into a three D model, like a full three D model that you could spin around. And, and it was like always, like, garbage. very strange, and the angles were weird. There, there's been a lot, big strides in photogrammetry since the Kinect came out. Even though they still use that for, like, research purposes. Well, and that's how we're going to get dual monsters. That's how we're going to get real dual monsters. One of these days. Anyway. One of these days. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, the duel is about to begin uh they're drawing their cards uh joey is getting really excited about like being the one who gets to beat merrick and save the world because he's like oh yeah yeah, if i if i beat this guy then it's all over right then like all i have to do is beat this one guy and i get to save the world me joey the hero (laughs) joey whaler hero of earth uh, oh. And as he's as, as he's going through these motions, a gust of wind picks up because remember we're on a blimp at official dueling altitude, uh, and <laughs> knocks his cards out of his hand and nearly blows them overboard, uh, and he has to like leap to catch them. Yeah, he raises a good point. Why would Kaiba hold a card game tournament up in the atmosphere where the winds are stronger? Imagine I think if for like that exact purpose. <laughs> imagine if a god card blew away though. Eh, he's got enough money. He'd find it. Yeah, he'd just scour that the point, entire city. You just scan all the points where there's not a god card and look at the... <laughs> <laughs> find where the god card is. Right. Uh, yeah, and at that point, it's finders keepers, so you know, yeah. he'd be happy. Or uh, I do feel bad for Odeon, though, because yeah. Merrick is, like, mentally bullying him a little bit. It's like, you'd better win this duel or else I'll have... I'll, like, banish your brain to the Shadow Realm or whatever. And it's like, imagine getting bossed around by this shitty, annoying teenager and made to duel another annoying teenager while a mob of other teenagers yell at you. It's like, he's the only grown man here. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. That would be like... 
gosh, that, I'm trying to I'm trying to even think of like what that would feel like for us, like even at our age, right? Like I can, I would hate like, to be bossed around by a teenager. Imagine if you go to work and everyone around you is like 15. Oh no, I've and done like, that. I've yeah, done that. I used to work at a movie theater. The, uh, at the movie theater. <laughs> Odeon's 25. I just looked it up. Is he? Yeah. So yeah, so it's like when I worked at, at the movie theater at the Regal Cinemas in Sherwood. It's the only <laughs> job I ever quit. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was the oldest person there by a margin that is much larger than I care to admit. Uh, but I was also the only one that knew how to pour alcohol properly when we started serving alcohol. <laughs> your your claim to fame. Yeah, I remember. I moment. distinctly remember the manager looking at me and being like, "Have you d- done this before?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "How old are you?" I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I was like 25 or whatever, 24. <sighs> anyway, yeah, this sucks to be Odeon. Yeah. Um, and and he's like, "Yeah, Merrick, I'll 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 win this duel. I'll you don't have to threaten me." He doesn't say that, but he should have. But like, I swore an oath to you. Yeah, like he should. He does get one good line in here where, like, after Joey grabs his cards, he goes, "Okay, now where where was I?" And Odeon says, "Acting like a fool." Odeon gets a lot of good lines. These two They're good one liners. Yeah. Yeah. No um, good like monologues. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to duel. Um, Joey doesn't have his red eyes black dragon. No, he doesn't. And Duke is the one that points that out. Which is weird, because I don't think Duke was around for that. Yeah. Um, anyway, Joey summons Gearfried, the Iron Knight. Um, and then yes. Odeon plays his first card, which is one we've never seen before. It's called Temple of the Kings. Um, and so we play, it's a, like a field effect card, I think. I'm not a hundred percent sure what kind of card this is. I'm not entirely sure what is. kind of card it is either, because this giant temple raises up behind him. Very Egyptian looking. Um, it limits Very the magic. Brand. Yeah. It limits the magic and trap cards you can play in one turn. And, um, he plays but, two cards face down. But he doesn't say to what. He doesn't say what the limit is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then yeah, then he, then he plays the two the two cards face down. Uh, he he says I I can't really do his voice. His voice is like low but clear. Yeah. He do, he doesn't have the the gravel of like a. He like doesn't a have the evil the gravelly voice. He has a a deep but like radio announcer voice. <laughs> Hey, all you people out there in Radio City. Uh, you have yeah, so no he... idea what danger lurks within these temple walls. Right. It's very it's very the shadow. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of man? Merrick uh, knows. <laughs> Merrick knows, apparently. Uh, yeah, so uh, he, he plays that. He plays a couple face-down cards. Uh, Joey realizes that in his hand is a card that can win it all for him. Giant Trunade. I think we've seen it before. I think we've seen it before. I don't really understand why it's called Trunade. I don't know what a Trunade is. I don't really um, know what a Trunade is. But his plan is to summon a couple more monsters, then play Giant Trunade, which destroys all trap cards on the field. So yep. in theory, it should wipe out all of um, Odeon's trap cards that he just played face down. 
and leaving him wide open for Joey to attack him with all his monsters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's kind of banking at this point that like, all right, if his opening gambit was to play two cards face down and pass and like not do anything when he could have, uh, then he's probably going to do that at least one more turn to set something up. Yeah. Which uh, it turns out to be, a, I mean, a fairly decent gambit, right? Like he's, he's right in a way. Mm-hmm. Because he summons uh, Tiny it's a Guardian. Good plan for Joey. What's that? It's a good plan for Joey. <laughs> it, you know, as far as Joey's plans go, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is a plan for once. Uh, he summons uh, Tiny Guardian, which is actually quite large. It's bigger than him. Don't know why he's called Tiny. Uh, and then passes his turn, and then Odeon, exactly according to plan, plays two more face-down cards and passes his turn. Yeah. The temple behind him for a lot of these scenes is very clearly just, like, a floating JPEG. It doesn't have any, like, depth to it. Like, every time there's, like, a camera pan, it's just, like, you can very clearly see it's just a cutout. I'm sure that was just, like, a budget thing. Like, we can't have somebody repaint this this giant fucking (laughs) building every frame. Uh, we, we need to just uh, uh, cut our losses here. Um, but it's in the background, so who cares? Yeah. I want to point out, this is the first time I noticed this. Odeon has a giant ponytail. Yeah, that's the only hair he has. <laughs> I thought he was bald this whole time, and he has just been wearing his big cloak, so he didn't get to see it. Oh, right, yeah. I think there was one shot where he has his uh, his his hood down, and you see it in the intro sequence, too, but it's against, like, a dark background, so it's kind of hard to tell. Um, it's funny, because Joey also makes a bunch of, like, bald jokes. Yeah, throughout like, this episode. he keeps calling Odeon baldy. Everyone, everyone's roasting uh, Odeon's hair choices. We'll get to those later. Um, but He's got Joey a big-ass ponytail. plays a giant trunade, and it doesn't work. Wah, wah. Uh, oh, he also summons uh, Hayabusa Knight before he does that as as sort of the second monster oh, yeah. that he wanted to summon. So Hayabusa Knight, I forgot how fucking rad Hayabusa Knight was. I just want to point it out real quick. It's like a bird man and a it's suit like of a, armor. Yeah, it's like a peregrine falcon person. Definitely basing my next D&D character off of it. That's all I'm going to say. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, he plays Giant Trunade. It doesn't work. It, it Like the tornado kind of swirls up and it's going over there. And Joey even like, he like talks at it like it's a bowling ball or something, and he just like wants it to hit all the pins. Steer, uh, but then it stops. Then it stops in its tracks, and it turns out that it's because it actually triggered a trap card. A trap card. Gasp. Yeah, Gasp. Leon explains that it's judgment of Anubis. <laughs> uh, needs, which just it, it needs to be in all caps every time. Yeah, Judgment of an... He yells it like it should be in all caps. Uh, it destroys all Joey's monsters and takes half their attack power from his life points. Uh, and so he loses, like, over 2,000 attack points. Life points. Yeah, he, he loses 2,100 life points. So he's down to 1,900 total. Uh, which kind of Oof. blows. <laughs> it's like yeah, a one-card move. Uh, they, it, it strikes me that like trap cards are maybe the best and worst mechanic in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Know? They're the one thing you don't want to activate. Hey, uh, but I love this idea of like, okay, I have secrets on my board. 
if something happens, I will reveal the secret and it will most likely mean a bad thing for you. Like, I, I love that idea. Yeah, um, that you have something like lying in wait. It's kind of like a mind game you can play with your opponent where you can like set something down. They don't know what it is. So go ahead and attack me and find out. Right. But I feel like I feel like it's a, it's a little bit ruined in Yu-Gi-Oh because there's really no telling what will trigger a trap or how powerful that trap will be. Yeah, there's no like, way to know for certain. It's not like monsters, right? Where you know that at first the monster is going to be weaker and then you have to play the weaker monsters to get to the stronger monsters. You could just start, play a trap card, and as soon as the trap card is triggered, you could be like, oh, this card says I win the game. Sorry. <laughs> and I've talked about this. Like, this is most cards yeah. in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, I, I, I told the story a few episodes ago about playing the, uh, the Exodia deck and winning before oh, yeah. the Just other player like had a turn one turn <laughs> one turn exodia wins uh yeah the balance in Yu-Gi-Oh uh leaves something to be desired but that's neither here nor there uh my oh yeah this is the point where my first insults odion's hair yeah she calls him a creep with a bad attitude not to mention a bad hairdo it's more of a hair don't <laughs> got him thanks my uh, and Joey, in response to losing half of his life points and all of his monsters, tries to play it off like he fell into the trap on purpose. Yeah, he's like, I was just testing you, and I totally meant to do that and lose half my life points. You, now you passed I'll, my test. Now I'll open up a big tub of dual whip all over you. Do you really want to have said that, Joey? <laughs> it's something he says. A That's big for sure. tub of dual whip. I'm picturing like Miracle Whip, but it's it's rebranded for dual monsters. Yeah, it's just got monsters in it. Or Dole Whip. I think that's the joke he's making. Like product placement? Oh, I see I thought it was like a like a whoop ass joke. I'm gonna open up a big old can of whoop ass. But he can't say whoop ass because it's a kid's TV series. <laughs> no, I think he's making a dole whip reference. Is, that's the only that's thing a, I can think of. But that's not a thing that people say. Nobody says, I'm going to open a big tub of Dole Whip on you. <laughs> open a no. big tub of... Dual Whip. Okay. I, okay, I have typed in, open a big tub of into Google. And the first things that it get autofilled are hyaluronic acid, oh, God. popcorn, Eco Styler Gel. I'm going to open up a big tub of Eco Styler Gel all over you. <laughs> Ice Cream Walmart. Ice cream Costco, coconut oil, and lastly, chewing tobacco. <laughs> oh, now I'll open up a big tub of chewing tobacco all over you. No one says open a big tub of Dole Whip. Although it's if you a- Google, if you do Google open a big tub of Dole Whip, the first result is Amazon.com trying to sell you Dole soft serve pineapple uh, by the pound. No, pardon me, by the four and a half pound. Four and a half pounds of Dole Whip, Jimmy. Guess how much? I have no frame of reference whatsoever for how much Whip costs. It's actually not that bad. It's twenty six forty one in American dollars. Uh, so it's about uh, thirty eight cents an ounce. So if you're real into Dole Whip, apparently Amazon can deliver. Well, there you go. Um, anyway. Anyway. Dual Whip and tubs being opened. Uh, Serenity 
Only Serenity believes that Joey totally meant to do that. Everyone's just like, Joey just got his plan totally wrecked. Oh, yeah. Um, Every, everybody is like, oh, yeah, this is this is rough watching him try to recover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Odeon plays another card face down. And yep. uh, Joey's like, you know, they call it dual monsters because you're supposed to fight your opponent with monster cards. Monsters and dual monsters. You duel the monsters. <laughs> it's not dual traps. Um, so, yeah, he plays alligator sword, which is still just an alligator, not a sword. But it's a monster. It's monsters. I love uh, the way he says monsters. 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 Uh, but he realizes that alligator sword can't attack, right? Because it would trigger one, if not several, of Odeon's <laughs> trap cards. A whole crap ton of traps. So that would be a bad idea. Uh, Odeon so... keeps passing or playing cards face down instead yep. of playing cards or monsters. Um joe kaiba knows joey isn't patient enough to wait to just hold out and see what happens and he's right because joey summons rocket warrior uh and gets all pissed off <laughs> and attacks with rocket warrior he summons rocket warrior explicitly so that he can and i quote duel like a man <laughs> like you're supposed to i guess i don't know I don't, I don't know that I would call playing Yu-Gi-Oh! the most manly endeavor. <laughs> it really is not. Um, but uh, he sends Rocket Warrior out to attack Odeon. Uh, yep. who, and apparently you can activate a trap card by yelling, Activate Trap Card! And How does know, the game know which one? <laughs> he just says, Activate Trap Card. He makes no other gesture. No. That's really the great mystery of our time, field. isn't it? How do, how do you activate the trap cards? You say activate trap card, apparently. Uh, what is this trap card that he activates? It's Eye of Ujat. Another Again, all card caps. in all caps. Uh, which paints a little, like, eye on Rocket Warrior and controls it. And redirects it. Um, so it sends it back right at Joey and aims at Alligator's sword. Uh, but then Joey activates Fairy Box, which hides the rocket or it hides alligator sword in the like a whack-a-mole game. I think we've seen it before. I think have we? we have. I it's feel like I would remember hats. a card named Fairy Box. Uh, I vaguely remember fa- talking about this before because it's literally just magical hats again. Yeah, it's it's whack-a-mole magical hats. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, and by that by that we mean there's a big well you could probably explain it better than I can. It's, it is literally a whack-a-mole field and just like a whole bunch of holes. And then alligator sword is popping out out of each of the holes. Like oh where am I? Am I over here? Boop. boop. <laughs> um. So uh, Odeon's attack misses. It hits the wrong whack-a-mole game hole. Um, Joey says that he should have spent more time at the arcade. <laughs> right. I love the animation here too because so Rocket Warrior hits the hole and goes into the whack-a-mole machine and then like pops out like he is one of the the titular moles. Yeah. Uh, and then Alligator Sword ha- pops out of like a different hole. <laughs> they kind of look at each other. Rocket Warrior is like, "Where where would he go?" It's kind of a cute animation it's, actually. It's very cute. Uh yeah, and that's what Odeon gets for uh, you know, growing up in uh, servitude to a family d- uh, dedicated to protect magical artifacts instead of going to the arcade every weekend. Like a true American. Right. 
Uh, yeah, and so actually this... Joey says he found Odeon's weakness. You, I'm reading off your notes here. He does yeah, yeah, His yeah. whole deck doesn't have any monsters. It's all trap cards. Oops, all trap cards. Oops, all trap cards. He says, uh, talk about putting all your eggs in one basket, you egghead. Which, again, is another bald joke. Yeah. Um, and Odeon's like, um, actually, this trap was also another trap. It's a trap card that's also a monster card. It's a trap bum, monster. Bum, bum. Yo, dog, I heard you like traps. I put traps in my traps. So I can trap while you trap. Uh, and Joey's like, what? I think the barber clipped some of your brain cutting your hair. <laughs> a trap card that's also a monster card? Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, everyone's like, what? I've never even heard of such a thing. Um, but it is. It's embodiment of Apophis. Activates like a trap, but attacks as a monster. Yeah, so it's... And th this actually becomes a, a more common thing later on in the meta, but it's a card that you play face down and then it can be flip summoned basically. So it is activated exactly like you said, in the same way as a trap, but then when it is activated, it effectively summons itself as a monster. Yeah. Which we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, and he actually had three of them and oh, the bottom of Apophis is basically these like big snake guys. Like, uh, what's the race in D&D that's, like, big snake people? Is it Yuan-T? Uh, yeah, is that the Yuan-T? I think it is. So it's they're, like, also, big snake uh, people, but they also yeah. have other snake heads coming out of their backs. So they're snake yeah, guys they, with even more snakes. They have, like, weird gimp masks and then snakes coming out of their... I feel like it's just snakes driving... People. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable is what it is. They're spooky, for sure. But it's the it's the embodiment of is it Apophis? Apophis? I think it's Apophis. I'm gonna look it up. Uh yeah, so so those embodiment guys come of out. a pop filter. <laughs> uh it is Apophis. Okay. Uh so so those guys come out and they all uh look as though they're going to attack our good they friend Joey. Fuck shit up, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. What was your favorite part of this episode? Uh, my favorite part of this episode was Odeon's cool deck of thematically appropriate traps. I don't think we've seen an all traps deck before. Um, but it No, was, I don't think we have. It was pretty cool to see. Um, I like that they're all like thematically appropriate for his all like all Egyptian motif. Because Joey has yes. all kinds of like random bullshit in his deck, but Odeon, all his cards are like on brand for like him specifically and really I, it's merrick's deck isn't it i well we get into this a little bit in the, in the next episode but like it is very on brand for odeon maybe even more on brand for odeon than it would be on brand for merrick right to the point where there comes a point later where spoilers there's a card in there that he wasn't expecting and he is like shocked yeah <laughs> it throws off his whole game what the heck? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that yeah, that's his good. deck is cool. It is. It is. I like Some it. people are bug guys. Some people are fish and sea guys. Odeon is an uh, Egyptian trap guy. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, hey, if, if you're going to have a shtick, why not be Egyptian trap guy? Lean into it. Yeah. What's your best? 
Uh, I I love this is nothing literally nothing to do with the show. <laughs> it is not plot relevant or whatever. But I love that there was that moment with the Millennium Rod and Merrick just like or pardon me, Odeon holding it out as though he's convincing someone that he's Merrick. No one has seen the Millennium Rod before, so anyone who would like recognize the significance there is not present, nor would they be fooled. Uh, and then he tucks it away, and then it's revealed that Merrick went to, I don't know, the party supply store and commissioned a plastic Millennium Rod. <laughs> yeah, how does he do that? I don't think he would part with the actual Millennium Rod. See, this Millennium Rod, it pulses with ancient power. I need a new one by next week. See, I, I think that Merrick took, like, an arts and crafts class, and it's actually paper mache that he made himself. <laughs> I made this myself. I'm quite proud of it. If you if you get too close to it, you can see that the eye is just colored in it with crayon. <laughs> it's made out of like Sharpie. Right. <laughs> he 3D printed it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's a, it's I a, bet it's you a new could technology. download and 3, 3D print the Millennium Rod. All right. Well, let's, All let's the Millennium take items. Take a look here. Millennium items. Uh, Millennium Falcon. That's not right. Uh, let's see, on a website called Thingiverse, Thingiverse, uh, Thingiverse.com slash Thing colon 1663068, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Millennium Items posted by Blue Phoenix. The page won't load for me, so I can't see the images. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of little Millennium Items you can make yourself. Yeah. If you want Millennium items of your very own and you have access to a 3D printer, go ahead. You can make them. Do it to it. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked that Merrick went through all the trouble of making a Millennium Rod when there was literally no need <laughs> because nobody knew that that's how he was taking people's minds over. That's his aesthetic. He has to could do it. Just, could have just waved his hand in a funny way. Uh, how about your worst? How does nobody notice Namu walking around with this big-ass Millennium item the whole time? Like, he had to ride the elevator up with everyone else. You can't just, like, hide this, like, three-foot-long staff just, like, behind your back the whole time. And no one would notice. Yeah, like, I, I have a couple of theories. Like, one, I think the Millennium items probably can just make themselves invisible at any time like we see that with the millennium ring all the yeah. fucking time the millennium key I, also can do that right well the millennium key has like explicit uh, uh invisibility powers yeah uh the millennium necklace uh just looks cool so that never has to be invisible uh and then i think that yugi just hasn't bothered to learn how to make this giant ass pyramid on his neck go invisible <laughs> Yeah, he probably doesn't even know that's a thing you can do. As far as he right. knows, it doesn't have any powers beyond, like, storing this dead guy in it. Yeah, there's a person in there. <laughs> Why would it do anything magical? You wouldn't download a pharaoh. <laughs> but my you can, theory, a though, thingiverse. My other, oh, yeah, hey, there you go. Uh, my other theory, though, have you seen Ghost in the Shell standalone complex? Yes. So you Very know the show. laughing man? Mm-hmm. I, I is it a laughing man situation where everyone the, sees it as something else kind of so the so the laughing man's whole thing was that 
uh, in this world of Ghost in the Shell, most people have cybernetic brains. They have robot brains, and he has figured out how to hack them remotely, so that or at least like robot eyes him, or something. Right, right, right. So anyone looking at him doesn't see his face. They see this like uh, logo, basically that that's sort of anonymizing him. Uh, so he can just walk around and like be in public and nobody knows who he is because he's hacked all their brains to see something else is Merrick low level mind controlling everyone to not see the millennium ring or uh, rod. That would be probably way more interesting than this show planned for. (laughs) Fair enough. I choose to believe that because otherwise he's just holding it behind his back like a dunce. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's maybe more on the show's level. He's, He's just been holding it behind his back the whole time, and nobody's bothered to bring it up. <laughs> no one can see the Millennium Rod if I simply stand behind them. <laughs> How hilarious would that have been if, like, Odeon held out the Millennium Rod as, like, a big show of power, and Joey's like, what the fuck is that? I don't understand. And Duke goes, wait a second, Namu, why do you have one of those? <laughs> hey, this guy's got a Millennium Rod. Get him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. What was your worst? You know, it's similar. I'm not convinced by this whole plot of, like, Odeon posing as Merrick and Merrick posing as Namu and Bakura posing as Bakura and Merrick temporarily taking control of the body of Taya and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it seems so complex for so little payoff. Yeah, he doesn't, it doesn't seem to be accomplishing anything. I mean, I I get, like, like, you want to have, like, a safety net in your plan, but that doesn't exactly make for exciting television. Yeah, Merrick could have easily entered the thing, and Odeon could have also entered the, the finals and just gone as Odeon. And then right. just been and like, if I win, I'm going to give Merrick all this shit. And Merrick could have just been Merrick this whole time. Yeah. I'm not, not sure. not achieving anything by being Yugi's friend. By cozying up to Yugi. I'm sure there'll be some, like, heel turn eventually, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, the dark spirit is going to be revealed at some point. Or, <laughs> or, right. Pardon me, pardon me. Evil is going to be awakened. Wake up! <laughs> Wake up, Odeon! It's time for you to get me my morning coffee. <laughs> I want a bowl of Evilos. <laughs> Where's my Frappuccino? <laughs> I want my s'mores Frappuccino. Odeon. Ah, uh, yes, the most evil Starbucks order. <laughs> Make sure it has plenty of cream this time. Also, I think that's maybe the most caffeinated thing I've ever seen you order at a Starbucks. <laughs> what, the Frappuccino? <laughs> the fucking Oreo Frappuccino or whatever it was. They're good. They're like, good. No They're good. I'm just saying. I love going to coffee shops with you, Jimmy, because I'll be like, yeah, I'll have a, a an Americano with a like drip. a couple extra shots. Black. <laughs> and you go up there and you're like, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a whipped, uh, extra cream, sprinkles, Tyler, chocolate, please. Du- it's double, a double chocolate, tall raspberry white spirit. chocolate mocha. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's delicious. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I'll give you that. Do you want to talk about the next episode? Please. All right. The next episode is uh, uh, Awakening of Evil Part 2, blah, blah, blah. The translated title is The Spirit Inheriting Card, Psycho Shocker Counterattacks, which is 
a pretty good name. Pretty good name uh, for a card that you do not like. Nope. Nope. I hate it. Uh, the summary is Joey summons Jinzo and devastates Odeon by disabling all of his traps. But when Joey summons his most powerful monsters, Odeon calls forth the deadly mystical beast of Circuit. That's S-E-R-K-E-T, not Circuit as in like Circuit City. Right, which is definitely how I wrote it in my notes the first time. (laughs) Uh, yeah, this picks up with, uh, the Snake Boys gonna wreck my main man Jimmy. Jimmy? Joey? I don't want to get wrecked by the Snake Boys. Nope. I'm not in this show. Sorry, reading a J name and looking at you. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna wreck uh, my, my boy Joey. Joseph. They're gonna end this man's whole career. Um, so basically Joey is about to like die in one turn unless he can do something and everyone's moping around. Uh, he plays a card face down and places alligator sword in defense mode. Um, the card he places face down is scapegoat. We've seen before. Yeah. Uh, Scapegoat coat to coat, (laughs) uh, which can absorb the attack, uh, and save him, save his bacon. Unfortunately for him, Odeon plays magic jammer, which dissolves the scapegoats. Um, and so the Snaky Boys attack, uh, destroy his monsters and bring Joey down to 200 life points. Yep. Yep. Maya has some great lines here where she kind of goes from like, oh, Joey's like actually smart now and has a good plan to very quickly, oh, bad news, everybody. <laughs> He's about to lose and we're going to watch him. The, uh, the embodiments of Ap- Apophis. Are they Apophi? What's the plural? Apophises. Apophises. Apophoids. Uh, they all attack Joey's life points directly. Oh, Snaky you just said this. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's down to he's down to 200 life points. <laughs> Yugi says, "Get up, pal." <laughs> Buddy. S- straight up forgot his name. <laughs> there is that is a, Yugi there saying is a, that, or is that that's Yugi saying that? No, no. It is little Yugi saying, "Get up." Pal, <laughs> there is a distinct pause. <laughs> uh, buckaroo. <laughs> Sport. Champ. Um, uh, yeah, and then Merritt continues to do an internal monologue about how sneaky he is. Uh, bah ha ha. Won't everyone be surprised after Odeon wins and then I reveal myself to be Merrick, etc., etc. Won't I be so impressive for the Pharaoh? We're all very impressed. We're all very impressed. Kaiba just wants to see the Egyptian god card so bad. Yeah, Kaiba's mad because Joey is about to lose and he won't get to see Merrick's god card. It's like, damn it. All I want to do is see that god card. Come on, please. Just let me see it. Just let me see the god Give cards. It. Give it to me. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, what's his name? Bobby Newport in <laughs> Parks and Rec. Give it. <laughs> Just let me win. God cards, please. <laughs> Kaiba. Oh my god. See, in the live action, we have we have uh, uh Jason Statham playing Odeon. We have uh Jenny Slate playing Kaiba. <laughs> <laughs> uh and we have uh we have uh Ben Schwartz playing Mokuba. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, all right. So it, all that happens. Tristan's reassuring Serenity that Joey can still win. Mai isn't sure about it. What is Mai's play here? Mai's plan is to shit talk Joey into believing in himself. He's like, 
You're really giving up now if you beat all those like legendary duelists, you dumb piece of shit. Get up there and believe in yourself, <laughs> idiot. Uh, and it, he does. And he does is the thing. He fully he responds positively to this verbal abuse. <laughs> My is a stick and serenity is a carrot. Um, serenity is like, you're so awesome. Uh, you have to believe in yourself because I believe in you. And you saved me and, like, restored my vision and all that good stuff. She says, sorry, this still bugs me. She says, and you paid for my surgery. When he didn't. Yugi paid for the surgery. And no one brings it up. Yeah. Yugi totally won and then just gave the money to Joey. Right. So, yeah, technically, Joey paid for her surgery, but it was In that he physically delivered the check. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. Uh, so Joey's like, yeah, I will win because I got people who care about me. And then he like, shit talks Odeon. I bet you never had someone who cared about you. And Odeon's like, <laughs> I did. Long ago. And then we get a brief Odeon flashback. <laughs> Back when the earth was young. <laughs> In the time. Before time. Uh, we get like a, an interesting fadeaway. We get like a shot of the moon. And it turns red, and it it looked for a split second like we were like traveling to Mars or something. It was <laughs> a very blood strange. Moon rises once again. Be careful, Odeon. I think it's just a new moon, is what they're trying to say here. I right? think so. Yeah, or a, or a harvest moon. Uh, uh so it, as a as a baby, as a wee bairn, uh, he he Odeon uh, was abandoned in the middle of nowhere egypt i think and... it's outside that well that um uh pegasus went down right that has the cult at the bottom oh i did not put those pieces together but i think you are correct it looks like the that same sounds well right anyway it's not clear if someone left the baby left he's Odeon. abandoned Odeon he's was abandoned a... outside the one well in egypt <laughs> some kind of well it's not clear to me whether the people inside the well put him outside or someone outside the well left him there for the the cultists at the secret underground city to find. It seems to me like it's the latter. Like this so. is the uh this is the equivalent of like a fire station. Yeah. <laughs> Just this abandoned well in the middle of this like valley of kings. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh and he he is rescued by a woman who sounds like she's definitely built a house or two out of candy in her time. Yeah. I'll take you in, child. Who would leave a baby out here? I'll take you in. See, I feel like I said the thing that I said, and then you did that read in a very straight manner. Because what <laughs> I meant was she said, I'll take you in. Yes. Don't worry. <laughs> Come with me, child. Come, child. Let join my ancient Egypt snake cult. And I'm very glad that like it's clear that Odeon has fond memories of this woman because I was worried that she was going to eat him. Yeah. But he very does he loves her very much, apparently. And Which he's like, Um actually I do know what it's like to be loved. From this lady. And then who he took cries a single tear. <laughs> yeah. No, and he that, doesn't. And that's all the information we get out of Odeon's backstory. Yeah, that's it. That's the full flashback, which is nuts to me. That's it. We don't get to see how he was raised or how he got involved with Merrick or anything. We have spent 
full episodes on how one teenage dipshit gets one playing card. And we finally get like a hint, a taste, a sniff of an interesting story. And it's gone in literally like, what, 15 seconds? If that, if that, it is so painfully short. Uh, Back to the real world. Back to the real world. Odeon says, are you going to accept defeat or prolong your suffering? And like, bro, we know there are two more episodes of this. We know which one he's going to pick. Joey's going to prolong his suffering. Um, And Joey... This is Joseph Wheeler. (laughs) He's known for prolonging suffering. Uh, But we get our good friend Joseph remembers all the times he was about to lose to but still won and we get flashbacks of all the time that he uh actually won against very talented duelists yes all three times that he has succeeded in his life all three times he won against uh mako tsunami uh esperoba and weevil underwood and he regains his confidence knowing that he beat those guys and so he can beat this guy i I am often jealous of that skill. It's a skill. It is. It's a skill that some people have, and I don't necessarily, (laughs) and I need to work on this, of being able to remind yourself, wait a second, I am competent. I am actually good at this. I'm good at... I I don't have that skill. (laughs) Yeah. I I got to where I am by being talented at what I do. Uh, Joey can do that. Joey can do that. Joey can remind himself that he's he's meant to be here, and he he picks himself up, brushes himself off, and and God damn it, he's gonna duel his hardest. Joey has whatever the opposite of imposter syndrome is. Poster syndrome, <laughs> where he's actually kind of incompetent, but he believes himself to be great and awesome. <laughs> but he is in the Battle City Finals, so if, if Alice were on this not. podcast, she would say it's called being Caucasian. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, uh, he, he pulls a straight white man and, uh, is, is feigns more competence than he actually has. Uh, uh, like he's a Republican Senator. Oof. Did I make that? I'm so I took that in a very bad direction. I apologize. Uh, he plays a card. He plays Jimmy, a card. You're about yeah. to say, what card does he play? Where are we? There's a lot of stuff. I don't, here. I don't fucking, I just said the words like a Republican Senator. <laughs> I don't, I genuinely don't know where we are anymore. Uh, he, uh, Yuki tells oh. Joey to save the world. And Joey's like, oh yeah, if I beat Merrick now, his plans are crushed. Right. right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot <laughs> the fate of the world hinges on this duel. If I get him now, I'll have saved the world. And then he does a thing. He does a thing. I nearly forgot. <laughs> Yeah, Joey Wheeler's back. <laughs> he snaps himself out of depression by shouting it out loud. Imagine if you psyched yourself up at work by saying, "Oh yeah, Jimmy's back." I should do that. You should do that. I work from home. I should do that. No one would care or hear me. Pepper would. Uh, Big Pe- Yugi. Uh, Big Yugi and Little Yugi have a brief conversation where Big Yugi says to Little Yugi. Let's go. And then they swap places, and Big Yugi says simply, exactly what you said earlier, Jimmy, save the world. He tells Joey, save the world. And Joey goes, yeah. 
Okay. I guess we're, everything rides on Joey now. Great plan. And, like, that also gave him confidence? Like, how is that? Why couldn't little Yugi have said that? Why did know. they have to switch? Of course your friend is going to support you, but it means something different coming from the mouth of this, like, 5,000-year-old pharaoh. If you can get but this jo- pharaoh to believe in you, that's... But Joey has never once acknowledged the switch when That's little yugi transforms into bit does he perceive these words as coming from the pharaoh does joey know the pharaoh exists i think he or knows does he that think that that's just some weird thing that yugi does and supports his friend that somehow it's kind of every that's once what in we a get while he just dialogue. gets like two feet taller <laughs> it's a glandular issue oh yeah that's just how you <laughs> how yugi does it we don't talk, we don't bring it up I don't question it. He's my friend. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so that happens. Uh, Odeon tells uh the the apo- the apophases the apo- the apo- the apo- the, apo- the, the apostles the apopoopals the apostles. Odeon tells his apostles to attack. Joey activates a trap card called Foolish Burial. Which puts one of uh, the cards in his hand into Odeon's graveyard. Mm-hmm. He then activates another face down card, which is Monster Reborn, and it allows uh, it's him to Grave Robber. Oh, Grave Robber! Sorry, it, it's basically Monster Reborn. Yeah, uh, Grave Robber, which allows him to summon a card from Odeon's graveyard. Mm-hmm. So he summons the card that he just put there. Which happens to be Jinzo. Your favorite card. You know, I used to really be creeped out by Jinzo. I actually really like him in this episode. They do something with the animation that makes him really endearing. And I think part of it is the tiny face. It does have a little squinchy little face. He's just a little guy. (laughs) Our good friend, Jinzo. Um... So he cleverly, bu- that's actually pretty clever that he like bypasses the whole special summon theme. Yeah. By just going, here you go, and yoink. Because usually you'd have to sacrifice at least two monsters to, to play Jinzo. Yeah, because he's so powerful. Right, um, but he doesn't have those. So he just needs to get around it. Pretty clever, Joey. Um, yeah. And we are reminded that Jinzo's special ability is that he can destroy trap cards. Oh. <gasps> And bum, bum, Odeon's bah. deck is all trap cards. Oops. And so Jinzo... Uh, in, including including the embodiment of, of uh, the Pope. Yeah, in, including the <laughs> Apopipi? Is this what you have written down here? <laughs> yeah, I can never remember how to spell it. Uh, I, I do say uh, Apopi, the Pope, uh, Ap- Apophippi. The snake uh, guys. And, and at one point, Apopipi... <laughs> appear in my in my notes the snake guys guys who are are also trap cards and monsters and so jinzo fires his lasers and destroys the snake guys and like all the other trap cards he had out um and it's honestly kind of heartwarming how much joey cares for jinzo he's like yeah my man jinzo's here yeah now you're fucked up (laughs) (laughs) bring out bring out my boys my boy jinzo um uh yeah and so odeon yeah odeon says something along the lines of like i still have all my life points 
and Joey says, not for long, and then, like, does an action pose. And now it's a greatest hits of Joey's deck. Do you want to get into it? Oh, it is kind of a greatest hits, isn't it? It didn't really... It, it wasn't until we got all the way through it that I realized what was happening. But first thing he does is he plays Battle Warrior, uh, who has the power of fists. <laughs> He's just a punch, a guy who can punch. He is the Moomin Rider of Duel Monsters. I, lo- I love Moomin Rider is the problem with that. <laughs> well, the I thing is, like... Moomin Rider is good and Battle Warrior is just dumb. Also, his name is yeah. stupid. Also, his name is stu- like Battle Warrior. <laughs> Might as well call him Fight Soldier. <laughs> yeah, we know he's going to be in battle. That's right there in the name Warrior. Yeah, you might as well call him, dare I say it, Duel Monster. <laughs> we know you're going to be dueling with these monsters. Uh, so he plays Battle Warrior. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Swordsman of Landstar that he has out gets switched from defense to attack mode. Uh, Jinzo attacks Odeon directly because it doesn't have any monsters anymore, followed by the other two monsters. Uh, this tri-force attack brings Odeon down to 400 life points. Blammo. And my my promptly says, oh, that's a good thing I inspired him. <laughs> yeah, my it was totally, it was definitely your doing. Yep. Uh, Merrick mentally this this goes back to what you were saying earlier jimmy about being bossed around by a, a, a teenager merrick mentally reminds odeon that they are kind of on a schedule here and he should you know pick up the pace a little bit yeah hurry up and destroy this fool um and so odeon's like don't forget i have my temple still out and it's gonna get you Ooh, it's so powerful and spooky um then odeon plays uh, a magic card he plays swords of revealing light yeah, you know how he's supposed to pick up the pace? Let's slow things down for three turns. <laughs> Let's do the exact opposite of that. Um, so Joey, of course, all his monsters are now trapped and can't attack for three turns. Um, but he can still do other things, and so he sacrifices Battle Warrior to summon Mako's dad. I mean, legendary fisherman. <laughs> dad? You're alive? He's also been trapped uh, in a card. <laughs> right. Uh, he does, you pointed this out in your notes too, but he does a weird summoning animation. He's like the George of the Jungle of the Seas. Yeah, he comes out and uh, Legendary Fisherman is just like, Ayo. oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that happens. So now he's got uh, Legendary Fisherman and Jinzo on the field. Uh, Odeon draws a card on his turn and his eyes go wide and he says, what's this? And Merrick reveals that he has slipped in a card into Mer- uh, Odeon's deck before the duel. He's like, gasp, and he's like, but master, I am not worthy to control its great power. It is not my place. And Merrick, It's not my destiny. It's not my destiny to use this. And Merrick's just like, shut up. And mind controls him to play it anyway. Right. <laughs> like is it is it is he mind controlling him or is he just like nah shut the fuck up i don't know it's not clear because uh he's holding he's still holding the millennium rod behind his back and it glows so i think he mind controls odeon to do it just because he's so tired of odeon waiting around yeah who who can say yep Either way, it's a little offensive. He commands Odeon uh, to, to play it anyway. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, everyone kind of realizes that Odeon looks freaked out. Uh, Yugi wonders if it has something to do with 
and this is the first time it's pointed out in the episode, that box, quote unquote, at the top of the temple steps. Did you notice this before it was pointed out? No, it's just like there's part a, of the background art. Yeah, there's like a there's a there's a box. It's like the at the Ark top of, of the temple steps, just sitting yeah. up there. And I kind of figured it was just part of the card art, and it wasn't like separate. How did Yugi recognize that as being a separate thing? I don't know, because he looks at it and then sees that it's covered in all these like Egyptian uh, hieroglyphics, but like the whole temple is covered in Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah, Odeon is covered in Egyptian hieroglyphics. <laughs> he like, is. Um. It. it yeah. I, uh, anyway, so so Yugi wonders if it has to do with the box and him looking freaked out, and there's going to be something magical happening. Uh, Odeon. Joey plays. Well, oh, go ahead. Odeon has to like he plays the card, um, but instead of going onto the field, the card just kind of appears above the box and then like goes inside it. Yeah, he puts a card in the card, I guess. Yo, dog, I heard you like cards. <laughs> Odeon's deck is full of layers. Yeah, like an, like an onion or an ogre. Like an onion. Uh, so And then he's like, Joey... you're, you're not going to like what happens when I play that card of the gods. And Yugi's like, card of the gods. What could it <laughs> Did be? Did someone say gods? <laughs> I love that we get the reaction from Yugi and not Kaiba, who's literally been waiting for somebody to say the word God. Or card. Like, can you imagine at this point in his life, can you imagine if Kaiba took a break from this tournament and went to church just once <laughs> and, like, jumped every time somebody said God? Oh, they mentioned God. Could that be Obelisk the Tormentor? Uh... <laughs> Uh, so, so Joey plays Monster Reborn to bring back the Church of Obelisk, the Tormentor of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> I'd go to that church; that'd be fun. Uh, Joey plays Monster Reborn to bring back Alligator Sword. Sacrifices Alligator Sword to play Insect Queen, which is, of course, the card that he got from Weevil Underwood when he beat him uh, many moons ago. Yeah, back towards the start of this tournament, actually. Yeah, uh, she thick. This creature, <laughs> I, I point this out because yeah, like she... when cards are summoned, it's like She's this a spider, dude. Like, yeah, there's this like glowy, like card rectangle that the monsters get summoned out of. But the the insect queen's abdomen gets like stuck in the, the card rectangle. And then when she's finally all oh, yeah, the way summoned, does. the abdomen just goes boing. <laughs> she got yeah, some junk in her of... trunk. She's she's some shapes. She's some shapes. She reminds me a lot of uh you know the bugs from James and the Giant Peach. Oh yeah, Miss Spider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except Brosa. It would fit in very well there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so anyway, so now Joey has played uh the three cards that he won in previous duels. Yeah, and we get this shot of him like pointing at Odeon with all the three cards out and then like the, like the superimposed pictures of um, Mako and Weevil and Espa, just like above their respective monsters. And it's like, it's all these things about how like he got to where he is by like defeating all these people. And now their cards are what's helping him win. The real monsters are the friends we made along the way. 
What he really won in those duels was friendship. And No, because they all fucking hate him. <laughs> well, Mako doesn't. Mako's the oh, one person true. who's that's like, true. yeah, we're cool, bro. Yeah, well, Mako's also like the one nice person in this world. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so he does that. Uh, Kaiba, oh, Kaiba has a good line here. Kaiba says, huh, my tournament's done wonders for Wheeler's deck. It's true, though. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, uh, Odeon then, uh, replies by sort of dramatically with, with some arm waving, playing a cup of sealed souls and seal of circuit again, uh, S-E-R-K-E-T, uh, which as he says, awakens a being like none you've ever seen before. Dun, dun, dun. Could it be the Egyptian God card? And the answer is no. Fuck you if you wanted to see <laughs> Winged Dragon of Raw this episode. It summons Mystical Beast of Circuit, which is like a big scorpion. Yeah, it's like a sandworm mixed with a scorpion. It's like a tube with teeth. And then it has scorpion like pincers and a, and a stinger. Yeah, and he says it's like protecting the card that he has sealed in the temple or something along those lines. This is the appetizer. Yeah. Before the big guy comes out. Does he say the name of the card? He does, right? He says Winged Dragon of Ra. I don't remember. It's highly implied, at least. Yeah, we got like a we like a, a super imposition of the, the Winged Dragon of Ra yeah, over one of the those, scene like, here as, as the episode Dramatic out. anime end title cards where there's a bunch of lines everywhere. To be continued. And that's the end of the episode. There we go. That's part two. Jimmy, what was your best part of part two? My best part of part two was that it's cool that we get to see Battle City working as intended, and we get to see Joey uh, winning with all the cards that he won along the way. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like nice to see that Joey has like improved as a duelist, and here's the proof. He beat all these guys, and now he's using their best cards as like a super team. Yeah. Uh, my... I. Th- I'll just skip it straight to it. That was my best as well. And I was trying to think like, what's the comparison here? Like what, what way can I convey how I feel about Joey's deck right now? And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about Odeon's deck and how it's themed for him. And it's like on brand. Everyone in this show who has a themed deck and like sticks to it, has like an on brand deck is playing animal crossing. Everything's styled just for them. All the theme fits just right. The feng shui is nice. Joey is out here playing Monster Hunter, fucking building armor out of the corpses of his targets. He's min-maxing. He's well, he's he's not even min-maxing. He's 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 min-maxing and recycling in a way. Yeah. Like he has taken the 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 shell of uh, this beast that he has slain and turn it into something that he can use. Yeah, his deck doesn't have any sort of theme or like cohesion. It's just a bunch of cool shit that he likes and won. Or got from Yuki. Or got from you know. Yuki. It's really good. I really like it. And I'm glad that like we're finally at a point in the show where we can call that out and be like, yeah, like Joey doesn't have a he didn't spend $500 on this deck or whatever, right? But he, he worked for it, and he yeah. won his way, and, and he, he 
built this from the ground up and bootstraps and what have you. Almost all of the Yahoos who like made their own like perfectly crafted individual themed decks are like out of the tournament. And it's just people like Joey who have this like cobbled together mishmash of different things that are won. I think yeah. Mai is the only one left in the tournament who has a themed deck besides Odeon, and he basically cheated to get in. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on, on whether you count uh, the the Blue Eyes thing as a theme, although now Kaiba is playing with uh, Obelisk, so that kind of ruins the theme a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Speaking of Animal Crossing, just as a brief aside, uh, yeah. I have a new villager on my island, and I was talking to him today, and he was like, hey, new friend, I made this just for you. It's my, my special uh, like ability that I know. Here, I want you to have this. And he gives me a fucking gravestone. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a threat? <laughs> Tucker, are you... What are you doing? I think our villagers are talking to each other because I had a very similar conversation with a villager in my Animal Crossing town who said, hey, I have this thing. It made me think of you. Uh, and he gave me a skeleton. <laughs> You'd better watch yourself. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Grim. Now, yeah. So so anyway, so, we, okay, we both like Joey's deck. I also just really want to briefly point out that while this is great and everything in the show – this is another way that the show differs greatly from real life because the way to win Yu-Gi-Oh is to spend money. Yeah. You you do not get a good deck by beating people in tournaments and taking their rarest card. No. You go out and you spend a crap ton of money at your local game store. In this economy, support your local game store. Uh, and buying the cards you want. Yeah. Uh, what was your worst part of this episode? They do all this, like, dramatic shit with all these, like, ancient things and, like, these special cards that, like, special summon this, like, legendary monster. Uh, all to see that we don't actually get to see Winged Dragon of Ra yet. What a tease. All that yeah. build up and we just have to see this stupid scorpion thing. You know, I mean, this is the thing that they do in Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yeah. Like, we get these, we get these, like, episodes where we go, oh, we're gonna see the thing finally... And then they split it up into four parts. And we're like, we're going to see the thing finally in six weeks. Yeah. And they're like, once I get all three of these cards played, you'll see a powerful creature the likes of which no one has ever seen before. And it's just this thing. I don't know. I was disappointed. Yeah. But that's just no, like it, it, yeah. how Yu-Gi-Oh does. Yeah. It's just how they do. I mean, I get that it's dangerous and everything, but the, the what is it? Mystical Beast of Circuit? Yeah. It's nothing to write home about. It's like, imagine getting to the final boss of a dungeon. It's like, first, you have to defeat this dumb piece of shit. <laughs> this slightly larger Goomba. <laughs> this slightly larger Goomba before you can fight Bowser. What was your worst? Uh, I didn't like that they suddenly started making a big deal about this arc in the temple. This, like, box at the top of the steps yeah. that Yugi pointed Where out. Where did that come from? Out of nowhere. Nobody pointed it out for the last episode and a half. Uh, and it turns out its sole purpose, I guess, is to summon the winged dragon of Ra. Like, that's the thing that you use this card for. But, like, 
if that's the case, why was Odeon surprised when Winged Dragon of Ra was in his deck? That's a great point. Why did he why have that he... temple? Like, I, okay, fine. Like, it limits your the number of trap or magic cards that you can play, which never fucking came up, by the way. That was never an issue that Joey had. He was never like, ah, I can only play one magic card. Damn. Like, it, its entire purpose, it seems, was to do this one thing that surprised Odeon. <laughs> yeah, I'm Googling what it actually does. Okay, Temple of the Kings, an actual play. Uh, you can activate one trap card the turn it was set. You can send one Mystical Beast of Circuit in your monster zone, and this card you control to the graveyard. Special summon one monster from your hand or deck, or one fusion monster from your extra deck. You can only use each effect of the Temple of the Kings once per turn. So literally none of that comes up <laughs> so until... none of that. Un- well, until until he plays the Beast of Circuit, but like... You're supposed to play that when you play the card, so he should have had it out this whole time. That's what it looks like. It, it it anyway. I don't understand why he would have this card that like supposedly has one thing that it does, and then be surprised when he's asked to do that one thing. Gasp! Yeah, this is straight up nonsense. It doesn't have any bearing on actual game mechanics. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's put these two episodes on the, on the graph here. Uh, we'll probably change this when we do the next two episodes. Where would we put this on, uh, on our, our chart from a minus five to five for plot relevance? For plot relevance, I'd give it maybe a two, because not a whole lot actually happens. The most plot we get is, like, Odeon's backstory. Yeah, I was going to go even lower. I was going to go like a minus one with this one because really? you can just skip it. it. This has nothing to do with anything. You know what? That's true. You don't even get to see like anything. There's no plot uh, progression at all. It's just the same duel. And I feel like a, like a minus five in this case would be like, yeah, it has nothing to do with anything, but it ruins everything we just watched. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I, we, we could split the difference. We could say zero. No, let's go with yours. Okay, minus one. Uh, uh, how about card mechanics? Ooh. I want to give the first episode at least a three, because Joey has some good stuff that he does. Or when's the, what's the one where he does the foolish burial? Oh, it is the second one. That's, a, that's this episode. Yeah, the second episode. I would give it a three. A three sounds good. Yeah. It's, he does some clever stuff. It's not, and then there's just some there's some bullshit. Yeah, it's not particularly good, but it's not particularly bad. Yeah. All right. So we got a we got a minus one three. We got we got a top left. Yeah. And then, God, I'm torn for the second episode because I do like Joey's cool card technique to special yep. summon Jinzo. Um, but the whole the whole back end of the episode is bogged down by the stupid temple nonsense that doesn't do anything yeah yeah i don't know i mean that that might make it go below zero for me maybe a zero it had good and it had bad and they kind of cancel each other out like a one let's say a a one. one yeah a one okay and a minus one again i think for plot so a minus one. So another. Okay, a ba- a, a middling, a just off center. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. 
let's move on now. Please. To uh, a section of the show where we bring in uh, my beautiful partner, Lauren, who has joined us here in the studio. Lauren, I'm so glad that you've joined us. Hi, Lauren. Thank you. Uh, we're going to introduce Hello. your section here in a moment, but I oh. I have remembered that uh, I, I was going to talk about a subject that you can maybe weigh in on. Mm. <sighs> Jimmy, you'll remember, going with this. you'll remember that I texted you earlier to remind me to put Disney Plus on blast. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your, your beef with Disney Plus? Yeah. Fucking Disney Plus, man. <sighs> so... We live in England. For listeners who may be new to the show, welcome. We live in England. Officially Jimmy, on lockdown. Jim, Jimmy lives in America. Americans have had Disney Plus for... Since December, right? Th- over three months now. Yeah. We just got it. It was released on a Tuesday this week. Why? I'm not really sure. Weird, but Okay. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we've officially entered a, a lockdown phase as part of the worldwide pandemic and our government finally starting to get its shit together a little bit. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking, cool, Disney Plus is coming out. That's great. Disney Plus did a great offer where you could pay them uh, ahead of time, like a month ago. For a year. And you paid the whole year up front. But and they then gave it's you like, a huge discount. It's like five pounds a year. Yeah. No, not a year. A year. It's like five pounds a month. It's less than five pounds a month. Uh, yeah, it was. Anyway, it was it was a good deal. So I paid. I gave them my money. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll see you in a month. Disney Plus. Here you go. Here's my we deposit. We were really excited to watch The Mandalorian. I'm thinking Man, I sweet. to watch it. We got we got quarantine happening. We got we got social isolation. We got all this stuff. We got Mandalorian coming out on Tuesday, baby. It's all gravy. It's all good. We go and we sit down. We watch Mandalorian. eating some dinner we watched the first two episodes and that was it and then it suggests other shows for us to watch wait what and we're like so the mandalorian a show that's been out in the united (laughs) states for three months on a on a streaming platform that is presumably the same streaming platform that i paid for ahead of time uh has decided to re-release the mandalorian for english audiences one episode a week what? They're staggering the release even though it's already out yeah. in its entirety? For this and many other shows yes, and that other are shows. fully released in America. Why would they do that? They're literally just shooting themselves in the foot. Like you can just yeah. go on websites I won't be naming and just download oh. the entire Mandalorian. Yeah. Several people have forwarded me guides on like how to yeah. install a VPN and do all this shit. And I'm like, no, I paid my money. Let me just get it like the 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 pure way. Let me get it the Disney magic way. <laughs> and now Disney magic has taken a big old deuce on my streaming service. That's stupid. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> I'm very mad about it. And then the app sucks and won't load half the time. And I yeah. I feel like... I feel like, well, I should have just saved my money and then just paid for a month, like two months from now. <laughs> wow! But it's fine. We watched it. We watched a show about sharks earlier because National Geographic yeah, is also National included. Yeah, National Geographic. And that is there. that is nice. But they need to get their Star Wars content together. Yeah, they really do. Come on, like their flagship show, I think, for Disney Plus. 
Absolutely. Yeah, the one that everybody wanted to watch and was willing to pay it's for like the streaming service for. All the like spoilers are already online because it's been like, what, three months since they released three the months. whole thing? Yeah. We all know how it ends. That's disappointing. Anyway, I felt vindicated. I felt a little bit vindicated today when I went well, on Twitter. Well, I don't know how it ends, so don't spoil it for I me. I won't. Uh, I went on Twitter today and saw an ad from UK Disney Plus advertising, hey, go stream The Mandalorian now on Disney Plus. And I clicked it so I could see all the comments. And it's hundreds of people being like, yeah, fuck right off, Disney. Yeah, we can stream. <laughs> watch it now. Watch it now on Disney episodes. Plus. Two episodes. <laughs> I have to say that out of 12, the discrepancy between corporate Disney and like the actual like animators and storytellers of Disney is just wild. It is a wide margin. Mm. Anyway, the people that work at Disney all seem great. The people that run Disney. Maybe not. Maybe not so much. Maybe bad to say. Uh, but that's not why we've brought Lauren into the studio. We've brought Lauren it's into not. the studio for this next segment of the show called what? Yugi or Not. Oh. Surprise. Uh, in which we list <laughs> things that are either actual Yu Gi Oh cards or things that simply sound like actual Yu Gi Oh cards. Lauren, and welcome to, to the Lauren podcast to tell which is for which. the first time. Thank you. I have no idea how to play this game, and I definitely have never won it with a perfect score twice in a row. I see the reason. So this episode, I really want to make sure I'm going to keep bringing that up. I want to cater to our new audience because a lot of people are in quarantine right now. People might be looking for new podcasts. (laughs) I have had people reach out and say that they've enjoyed listening to podcasts that we make recently, and I just I want to make sure that everyone's on the same page. This is what we are doing. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it is a it is a game about figuring out what's a real Yu-Gi-Oh card or not. Oh, I'm sorry, I there wasn't trying to insult you. I was oh, just okay, trying okay. to be funny. Okay, okay. And sometimes those are the dumb. same thing. Who can say? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, shout out to our friend Karkala on Twitch, who's gotten her husband to watch Yu-Gi-Oh again with her because they were listening to our podcast while okay. making dinner. Yeah. So good. And that didn't put them off the dinner? <laughs> <laughs> somehow uh, not. Somehow not. <laughs> Is Karkala going to stream Wheelie Breakers? If she can find it, probably. I desperately I, want to find it. I think it might be on Amazon. I'll do some, I'll do some research. Uh, I'd very badly want to see somebody play through that whole game. I would love to find it at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. But it was canceled this year. It was just announced. Yeah, yeah, along with everything else, pretty much. Along with the world and my birthday. No. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody, you can't really my do My birthday this. is on Tuesday oh. and it's canceled this year. <laughs> everybody, everybody just sort of psychically, from wherever you're at right now listening to the show, <laughs> mentally wish Lauren a happy birthday. It's on Tuesday. Call upon the powers I'm of Esperoba. I'm stupid. Num, 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 num. <laughs> as 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 a lot great. of people have in this world we've had to cancel a lot of plans uh and and can't do the we were gonna go to paris yeah i was so yeah. heartbroken yeah. when i saw your message about that because it's because yeah. it's lauren's birthday and then two weeks later will be our seventh anniversary yeah and uh, last year i was at an amusement park in the netherlands on my birthday yeah so and we're living now closer comparison. to paris than we've ever been. I've never been two to Paris. Hours. You've you've been to Paris. I've never, you've been, never to been, to Par- been to Paris. I've never been to anywhere in France. We're like a two-hour train trip away from Paris. We were like, sweet, let's go to Paris. Booked it, got the hotel, everything, God. and now 
Now we have to cancel. We were going to walk to downtown. It was going to be great. Welcome we from... Dog sitter all lined up. Welcome to okay, we're, beautiful, scenic, your living room. <laughs> we're going to make the most of it. We're going to make the most yeah, of it. Yeah, and we, I, I just want to say, like, we totally understand that we're complaining about a very privileged situation yeah. here. And we don't mean to make <laughs> Sorry, light of people oh, whose lives have actually been... Yeah. Aww. So I just want to say that. We're no, not we're, actually trying to make light of a very serious situation in which people's lives have actually been impacted rather than us who just have to sit at home and be stupid. Right. <laughs> Still, so. you're allowed to be upset Sorry. for something that affects your life this much. Yeah, we are. We are. Thank you. And and I want to I want to convey the same thing to our listeners. Like I was saying at the start of the show, like this is a this is a weird time for everybody. Don't feel like you need to live up to any standard. Just do do what you got to do to get through. I've read like six books in the last six days because that's how I deal with anxiety. So I've played a lot of Animal Crossing. Yeah, I've played a lot of Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I would say I've been stress eating, but also we've been having to like make sure that we have enough groceries. <laughs> oh yeah, because all the shops are out. <laughs> anyway, of everything. Anyway, I do whatever the opposite and- of stress eating is, and just lose a couple of pounds from not eating. No, <laughs> oh, no. See, when we lived together, I always figured that that was just because I was stress eating, and was and there just wasn't enough food for you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, enough about this global hellscape that we're in. Uh, you want to talk about some Yu-Gi-Oh cards? (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely couldn't figure out what else to talk about. That's just what everyone's talking about nowadays. And I'm so, I know, well, again, like I'm so thankful to have this show. And I was telling you this last week, Jimmy, like easily my favorite part of the week is having a podcast with you. Uh, wow. With and with you, thanks. And with you, well, and, and like one of my coworkers reached out who listens to Eccentric and was like, "It's so nice to have something oh. that's not about this like horrible situation that the world is in." And I love being able to talk about something dumb for like two hours. Mm. Uh, and now I've wasted so much time talking about this horrible situation. We're yeah, all right. let's just not talk about, talking it, ever about it. Let's not talk about let's it ever again. Let's play a dumb game. It's time for Yu-Gi-Oh! Not. In this week's episode, I have prepared a list of things that are either actual Yu-Gi-Oh cards or taglines from bad movies. Ooh, yay. Oh my god, I'm reading these and they're amazing. We're uh, back to Tyler generated content. Yes, we are back to Tyler generated content. I, I have I have combed the internet for the best uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards and movie taglines. These all look uh, like that sound like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. We mentioned this like a few episodes ago, but these all look like taglines from the bad fake movies from uh scott pilgrim yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of uh all of uh chris america's uh characters yeah. movies <laughs> action i can't doctor. keep the various chris actors straight so that's what we call them chris it's... america chris thor chris kirk chris kirk oops all chris's Oops, all chris's <laughs> uh all right lauren yes. are you ready for me to read the cards or movie taglines? Probably not. All right. I'm going to read them off, and then you will determine which is which. Here we go. Or I will attempt to. You'll attempt. An attempt will be made. Card number one, escape from the dark dimension. Oh, boy. Escape from the dark dimension. Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh, we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. Uh, Card number two, remember the future. Oh. Card number three, who's your nanny? (laughs) 
Card number four, you're in danger. Me? You. You're in danger. Me personally? <laughs> Jimmy, run. You're in danger now. <laughs> sure, that was uh, some great audio. That was really good. That was good. Uh, card number five, this time it's personal. Card number six, danger, excitement, mystery. <laughs> Those are our six cards, Lauren. So, some of these are actual cards, though. Three are real Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and three are simply taglines from movies. Oh, okay. Bad, bad, historically yeah. known as bad movies, Clearly. I will say. Have I seen any of these movies? I don't know. Probably not. I don't watch a lot of movies. Prob- I hope you, not. You, if, if you have seen them, you have not seen them with me. Okay. And that is impressive. Because we've been together for seven years now. Right. So any of the movies that I can remember, I've probably seen with you. Exactly. Exactly. Or it's a Fast and the Furious movie and you haven't cared. I don't care about those. So walk me through your thought process here. None of them sound like cards. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All of them sound like movie taglines to me. I succeed. None of them sound like monsters. That's true. Very good point. I shouldn't be Um, influencing these decisions. (laughs) How dare you? Ruining Um, the sanctity of this game. Yeah. Yeah, remember when... (laughs) Remember when I I argued my way into a higher score because I got all the answers wrong and then Tyler was like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) You got like a half a one and I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll give you that. Sanctity. And I was like, well, I was going to pick that. And you were like, okay, you were... Um, I still think Escape from Dark Dimension is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It I can picture it in my head. Mm, I want. I'm I just w- taking a selfie. Don't, oh, I'm not taking a selfie. Never mind. I'm just gonna take it. I want. Uh, there it is. Okay. That's you want? Great. Yep. I want. Who's your nanny? to also be a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Who's your nanny? I think that is movie. Um, I want... Um, I think You're in Danger is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. You're in danger. You're in danger. I'm in danger. It reminds me of... Uh, it reminds me of uh, the first time I, I competed in the Portland 48-hour film festival. Mm. And the quote that you had to include in your film was, looks like you're in over your head. And the person, the team that made a superhero movie mm-hmm. had the villain hold up a bucket labeled urine oh, and God. hold it over the hero's head. And they said, looks like you're in over your head. That's terrible. That, that was so that's what I'm hearing. You're in danger. You're in danger. It's when you have a UTI. Whoops. <laughs> Gotta eat some uh, cranberries. Uh, I think Remember the Future is a movie title. Movie tagline. Yeah, these are not titles. I will tell yeah, you the I titles know, of these I movies know. after. I figured. Maybe you should tell me the titles of the movies now. No. <laughs> I thought it about it for a second. Help me to make I'm my sure decisions. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. 
Okay, and then this time it's personal, I'm going to say, is a movie, and Danger, Excitement, Mystery is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Final answer? I guess, yeah, I don't know. Lauren. Yes. I'm not even going to bother reading them. You have just done it. You know, you have just done a perfect game. Lauren has said that Escape from Dark Dimension was a Yu Gi Oh card. Yu Gi Oh card. It is a Yu Gi Oh card. She said that Remember the Future is a movie tagline. Movie tagline. It is the tagline to the movie Paycheck starring Ben Affleck. All right. Ben Affleck? We'll say Ben Affleck and I'll be wrong. Uh,. Who's Your Nanny, you said, was a movie tagline. Movie it tagline. It is the tagline to Nanny McPhee. Haven't seen that one either. I knew it uh, you have said that You have said You're in Danger is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It is a Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh card. And you said that This Time It's Personal is a movie, movie tagline. tagline. That is the tagline to Jaws Revenge. Nope, haven't seen it. Uh, you said, lastly, Danger, Excitement, Mystery is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It wow. is, in fact, a Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh card. card. That is a perfect game. Wow. I need to get better at doing these. <laughs> I can just read you too well. I think at this point, I, I think, think I so, know yeah. your sort of your your patterns. We need to start outsourcing these more uh, <laughs> more effectively. Play more Metroid. Maybe Prime. I should write one for you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, uh, reverse. You, ooh, you are not. that. Well, except you would probably be able to pick out the cards. Probably. I mean, I don't know. Mm. There are lots of cards. Uh, I wanted to look up real briefly Danger Excitement Mystery. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, <laughs> the card art is like nothing. It's uh, It looks like an intro sequence to Pokemon. Oh. It is just like a person in a coat running towards a, with a, weird a bird helmet. that is flying down towards them. The person them. has a helmet on. And there's like woods with red eyes in the woods. Oh. That does yeah, literally that look like... Professor What's-His-Face from Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. What is his face? Mahogany? Some yeah. other kind of... Birch. Stuff. Elm. Birch. They're all trees. Yeah. Uh, 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 the Professor. Uh, uh, <laughs> there it is. I was trying to think of another tree. Any other professor tree. Professor Willow. <laughs> but that literally just looks like him <laughs> trying to catch a Pidgey or something. Joshua. Professor Joshua. (laughs) Joshua Tree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One day, one day we're going to have Pokemon Gregs and Pokemon Nandos and it's going to be Professor Joshua. (laughs) We're going to have Pokemon Nandos? Yeah. yeah. You know how they're always, they're always, it's like sword and shield, sun and moon. We're going to have Gregs and Nandos. Pokemon the two British Pokemon. Pokemon Nandos. Uh, Amazing. Anyhow. That's brilliant, everyone. Congratulations, Lauren, on your perfect game. Congratulations. <laughs> I want to see what you're just in a, danger Just a single like. congratulation. Oh, yeah, you're in danger. Uh, so th- these are from the Danger series of cards. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh <laughs> And they all had pretty good titles, but there were some that were like, Danger, Nessie, Danger, Chupacabra, Danger, Oh, Go, 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 Go. Go, 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 Cousin. Right. Uh, you're in Danger. It seems to be a... What is even happening? Like an SAS, like, like special ops soldier. Yeah, he looks like by... he's from Contra or something. 
He does. Surrounded by a werewolf, a dragon, and a giant bird. Okay. He is in danger. Going to attack him. Now, I'm paying attention to the rock in the background. There, there seems to be a person hiding behind the rock, and wow. I, I want to know their story. Yeah, is that a person, or is it like a little robot or something? With glowing Someone's eyes. It looks like there. Alpha 5. It's Alpha 5 from Power Rangers is what it is. <laughs> in H.G. Wells' time machine, what are the creatures called? Morlocks. Morlocks, yeah, it has the glowing eyes of a oh, morlock. It does. And uh, yeah, and these are just the rampage monsters. Someone yep. altered the card art for your in danger to be Ralph Wiggum saying, I'm in danger with all the monsters coming in after him. <laughs> what? Is this a real thing? Where is this? Yeah, it's. Uh, there we go. Now comes the part of the show where we talk about <laughs> visual things. Oh, yep, it's. It's exactly what you said. It's just him saying, I'm in danger. <laughs> that's that's good. That's pretty good. I wanted to bring up, there was somebody on, uh, I don't know if it was Instagram or if it was Twitter, but somebody wanted us to look at the Kaiba Man uh, card real quick on the show. Kaiba Man? Just just look at the card art. Don't look at the at the text. Well, I guess there isn't really much text. <laughs> Kaiba Man. Kaiba Man is a real oh, Yu-Gi-Oh God. card. Is this not just Kaiba's alter ego? This is Kaiba's like OC character. Do not steal. This is fan art of himself. <laughs> he has a blue eyes white dragon helmet, mm-hmm. flowing red hair, and then just Kaiba's suit with buffer arms. Yeah. Now when Artists draw the anime trousers that way. Yes, with the with the many many creases. So many creases. Doesn't it just make? Doesn't it just look uncomfortable? Don't you look at those trousers and you're like, oh god, I would hate to wear those. Doesn't it just look so uncomfortable? Yeah, uh, they look like they have been. They look starched, you know, and yeah. like stiff to well, put and on. Like- and like hiked up in a way, yeah. or like maybe they were supposed yeah. to be like high waisted, but they've sl- they've sagged. Yeah, they've like stretched out. There's or something. too much fabric there. Yeah, it's un- it's not nice. Anyway, That's why sorry. he has to wear all those belts everywhere to keep his pants up. <laughs> there it <laughs> to keep is. All those clothes on him. There it is. Speaking uh, of monster and he's got hunter, like, sl- yep. lower down in the Google image search, uh, someone made their character cosplay Kaiba Man. Oh yep, I'm looking at that. I'm pretty into that, actually. That's actually pretty yeah. Accurate. Wow, it's really good. Uh oh, I I can't zoom in and scroll. Apparently, don't know don't know why I would want to do that ever on the internet in a, in a web browser. <laughs> Come on, Google. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty good. And they're carrying one of those uh, giant hammers that's got a rocket on it. Neat. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's Kaiba Man, who I'm I'm pretty sure is exactly what you said, Jimmy. This is just Kaiba's OC. This is not a real character. <laughs> this is Kaiba <laughs> like paying off Pegasus to make this into a card. Apparently, Kaiba Man does appear in the co- uh, the cartoon at some point. Yeah, I, saw I don't that really know when. That's uh, amazing. But keep an eye out for that, I guess. Oh boy. 
Who who wanted you to look at it? I you know I'm gonna forget this person's name and I I don't remember where I saw the the notification. It was either Twitter or Instagram. We were at both places at Yampod. That's Y A M P O D. Um, yeah. Should we talk about the monster bracket? Yes. It's time for the m- 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 monster bracket. Uh, as we do every week, we pit two monsters against each other. Uh, to see who will become the ultimate champion of the season. Uh, I realize I fucked this up because we did two episodes. We're supposed to do two matchups, oh, and I've whoops. only got the links for one. So let's start talking about the first matchup here, and I will fix that. The first matchup we have this week is Cyberjar versus Amazonus Swordswoman. Ugh, I hate Amazonus Swordswoman. I'm what do you sorry. What do you hate about Amazonus Swordswoman? I don't even remember the card. I just remember being really annoyed by it. That's that's fair. Amazonus Swordswoman <laughs> uh, is. It's probably not fair. Well, I mean, I've probably just made it up in my head to the, be that way. It kind of it does what it says on the tin. It's it's the stereotypical like Amazon woman, yeah, like jungle warrior woman. Uh, she does the, look like a character that someone in high school is learning to draw anime and would draw on the back of their binder. Yes. Yeah. If you're a horny yes, teenage boy definitely... learning to draw anime, this is a character you would draw. <laughs> it is, uh, to, to use a term in another podcast Lauren and I have been listening to, uh, Race Chasers, all about Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's hosted by Alaska and Willem from Drag Race. Uh, to use their term, it is very that. It's very that. Uh, Amazonist Swordswoman is a level four Earth Warrior monster. Oh, yeah. Monster. I remember why I was annoyed by it now. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at it right now. Uh, 1,500 attack, 1,600 defense. This card is also known as Amazon Swordswoman. First played as a normal monster. Uh, she looks like... Uh, actually, I don't think I could put it any differently. This is an excuse for a horny teenager to draw anime. Yep. Yep. Uh, we also have Cyber Jar. It's a level three dark rock effect monster. 900 attack, 900 defense. Uh, and it looks like um, a, a space ball. <laughs> it looks like mm. a satellite made to look like a grinning evil jar. Yes. Oh, it does. It now, does have a... Because like, it's based yeah. off of that now other we have, card, right? Yeah, we've looked this up. There is a whole series of jar monsters, uh, and they cool. are monsters that are inside jars. So in other iterations of this card, you'll see a jar with like a little one-eyed grinning monster sort of popping up from within its depths. Uh, and this is just the cyber version of it. So it's a satellite with the grin and the like the eye made to look like the laser weapon on the Death Star. Yep. Based on looks alone, how are we feeling right off the bat? Well, at first I thought Amazonist Swordswoman was going to win, but the more I look at Cyberjar, the more I like it because it's weird in a way that only Yu-Gi-Oh cards can be, where it's mm-hmm. just like yeah, self-referential to another card, and it's made to look like this little impish creature, but it's like a robot version of it. Um, and I also like that it has this card mechanic, where when you flip it, it destroys all monsters on the field, and then both players reveal the top five cards from their deck, then you can have all revealed level four or lower monsters in attack position or defense position. So it's really just like yeah. a board wipe plus 
just random whatever you have in the top of your deck and just roll the dice on whatever is in there. Yeah, this would be a really great card for like Joey to have or for Weevil to have, like somebody with a lot of low, low-ish level monsters to just be like, okay, reset everything. Here's five of my monsters out on the field now. Like, bloop, here we go. Yeah, if you're like in a bad place and you're about to get taken down, you can just play Cyberjar and it would just like randomly flip the battle it might go in your favor it might not uh i love love the idea too that it's a gambit yeah and i love the idea that it's a satellite too because i got pictures of that time that kaiba downed a satellite in the middle of a (laughs) metropolitan area crashed a satellite into like pegasus's building and nobody brings it up and nothing happens of it ever again and that's that's basically what this card does yeah I don't know why it's in space. Um, space junk. It's space junk. It's become sentient. Uh, I also like, I think we kept talking about this every time it comes up, but it does look like the uh, attack pack. McDonald's toys. It does. It does look like the attack pack, and that's another point in its favor. I vote for Cyberjar. Amazon is Swordsman, I think, I mean... You've got you've got anime boobs and like that's and a big sword and that's it. Yeah. That's really the only th- kind of thing in your my, favor I there. I think my biggest beef with it was the armor is nothing. And it's boob armor. The yeah the any the anything is nothing. Yeah, and then also she looks like an insect. The ratio of her waist to the other parts of her body yeah, look is at her just like leg. She's gonna snap in half. Look at her leg in the foreground. Where does it attach to her hips? Yeah. Who can say? And yeah. she's twisted around at an angle where I think if she goes any further, she's just gonna pop. Yeah, she's gonna snap in half, and it's like at that point, it's just bad character design. Yeah. Well, I think that's... I want to give this one to Cyberjar. I think it's fairly unanimous, then, that this goes to Cyberjar. Yeah. It's a more interesting card. Cyberjar. All right. Cyberjar it is. Let me update our spreadsheet here. I will here. see you later, you grinning space bastard. <laughs> <laughs> see you soon, space bastard. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. I looked ahead at what it's going to face. Yeah. Uh, all right. The second matchup here for our second episode is Amazonus... Uh, oh. Pardon me, not Amazon as <laughs> We just did that. There is a different Amazon card that we are reviewing, though. Uh, it is going to be Amazon Chainmaster versus Fortress Whale. Oh, fuck. Fortress Whale. Fortress Amazon- Whale. Fortress Whale. Fortress Whale. Fortress Whale. All right. Fortress all right. Let me, get, let me get fucking through it, and then we can, then we can all vote for Fortress Whale. <laughs> Amazon Chainmaster's level four Earth Warrior effect monster with 1,500 attack, 1,300 defense. This card is named Amazonas Chainmaster in the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game. Fortress Whale is a level seven fish water monster who's a ritual monster, 2,300, tw- pardon me, 2,350 attack, 2,150 defense. You can only summon uh, Fortress Whale with the Oath of fortress whale oath of <laughs> oath of something or oath of whale i don't remember anyway there's an oath card that you have to play in order to summon fortress whale amazon chain master is just a, a fucking monster uh amazon chain woman let me check the card text here when this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard you can pay 1500 life points look at your opponent's hand then add one monster from their hand to your hand so it's like using the chain to grab something from your opponent as she dies that's pretty cool she kind of looks like my with a ponytail yeah and abs yeah although we haven't we haven't really seen my's 
abs that much. We've seen midriff, but not she hasn't like flexed on the show. Uh, and then Fortress Whale is a giant whale with a narwhal tusk and a, a full... World War Two. Yeah, it's like, like a sea battery on its back. Yeah, it's cool. It's a fortress and a whale. It's rad as hell. Yeah, the Amazon Chainmaster. It. I like her claw shot from Twilight Princess that she's got there. Yes, yeah, it is. It's it's very definitely. This is a Legend of Zelda item that she has picked up. Mm. Uh, I think I've also That's seen cool her in effect. Soul Calibur. She does have a very Soul Calibur sort of look to her, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, but uh, just like yeah, it doesn't excite me. Concept wise, a whale with a fortress on its back versus a woman with a grabby chain thing. Like, the whole f- concept behind Fortress right. Whale is just so much cooler than what Amazon Chainmaster is bringing to the table. And yeah. it's way stronger. And it's way yeah. stronger, because it's, as we've said, both a whale and a fortress. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Uh, fortress yeah, Whale I don't will really shell feel like this Amazon is a contest. Chainmaster from, uh, like, two miles away with its howitzers. Mm. Right. Amazon Chainmaster would be lucky to see Fortress Whale <laughs> on the field of battle. Yeah. Fortress Whale is here to fuck shit up. And fuck shit up it shall. I'm I'm going to say it should go ahead. Fortress, Fortress Whale. Whale. All right. Fortress Whale. Fortress Whale. Fortress Whale. Fortress Whale continues on to the next round. Wonderful. Boy, we are getting into the thick of it. So we have, uh, let's see, one, two, three matchups, and then we are into uh, the final four. Wow, is that right? No. Uh, one, two, three, uh, f- four. No, then we're in the uh, t- final eight. Okay. Pardon me. I was like, boy, we're going to run wow. out of episodes. <laughs> more monsters. Uh, yeah, so we've got one, two, three, and then we're in the top eight. Which is exciting because we've got some good lineups coming up. Sweet. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, tell us about the show, talk about Yu-Gi-Oh cards, talk about your experience with Yu-Gi-Oh, anything. Uh, you can email us. It's the best way to get in contact with us because I actually check the email. Uh, it's youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. We've been off and on there with the uh, the quarantine. We've had some time to to generate some some hashtag content. Yeah, I really need <laughs> so we were talking about I really earlier. need to start uploading all the backlog of like screenshots I have to our Instagram. Because there's some good ones. Yeah. There's some there's some good stuff there. We should uh, we should keep up on that. Uh, if you want to keep listening to podcasts that aren't about the, uh, the 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 fire that is happening all around us, you can go listen to Egg Centric, the podcast that Lauren and I do all about eggs. About egg. Uh, it's egg hyphen centric on every podcatcher in the world, uh, and at podcast about egg on Twitter, or visit our website sandwich.computer/egg. You can also visit. I forgot to mention this. Our website for this show, which is heart of the dot cards go look at who um cyberjar has to go up against next time that cyberjar is up oh yeah so you can you can see a link to the monster bracket on the website but i will spoil it right now Uh, oh should i not no you can't i don't care so we're gonna we're gonna do the other lineups right like we have to do the rest of the top eight Mm -hmm. 
I almost feel like once we hit the top eight, like maybe we should, should shuffle it or something because Cyberjar is going to go up against Blue Eyes White Dragon. Ooh. Yeah, we're getting into some real like actual matchups. Like, can I can I can I just tease Please sort do. of the future matchups that we have to look forward to? Okay, so next week we're going to be talking about Beta the Magnet Warrior versus Dark Magician. Hmm. And, and then we've got Jinzo versus Kisatai. Oh, your two favorites. That's going to be a good one. Uh, it's going to be a heated debate on that one. We have a we have a <laughs> we have a battle of the boring with Worm Drake versus Snake Hair. <laughs> literally no one could care less uh and then we've got as part of our top eight we've got celtic guardian versus zira the mant and blue eyes white dragon versus cyber jar damn yeah why is celtic guardian still in this why is celtic guardian still in this celtic guardian is still in this because celtic guardian has gone up against mechanical chaser oh yeah that's stupid yeah uh, and Sonic Maid. That's right. Oh, and uh, its first matchup was against Ground Attacker Bugroth. You know, the so, fan favorite. Who yeah. we all know and love. So I came in... Sorry if this is distracting from the actual show. But I came oh, in, the, impossible. <laughs> I came in sort of partway through this monster bracket. So what is Cockroach Knight, and why did it not beat Sonic Maid? Because Sonic Maid was... So, sadly boring so what why did that not beat sonic mage you guys i don't, I don't know remember. i don't i genuinely don't there was a reason at the time i think it was because sonic Maid, wow. if i remember correctly has a scythe that's shaped like a treble club i did like her treble yeah but scythe. come on this is like character art for ants gone wrong <laughs> i knew you would like cockroach night when you yeah i him. do yeah thank god you brought me on yeah <laughs> at least try and set you straight we did we did kind of fuck that one up maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll get to uh we'll get to the final four uh and then we'll we'll bring in a couple we'll have lauren pick out a couple that should have <laughs> ah that chaos should have, that, that should get a second chance <laughs> just a, just a sudden death uh randomized run yeah yeah yeah, we'll, uh, we'll you do should sort make of a second it into chance, a game uh, of Yu Gi Oh or not, and I, the oh. ones I get right come back to life. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Let's play a shitty card or not. <laughs> uh, oh, that would be that would actually be kind of fun. So we we give Lauren just the names of the cards, and then she has to sort them in order of attack power. Oh. Hmm. Based on the names alone, which cards are more powerful? Might be good. Could be very bad. Could be very bad. Uh, all right, I've done all the social <laughs> the stuff. Tagline of the show. Jimmy, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we close out this episode? Nah. Nah. Cool. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about... Uh, the fuck is this episode called? Something evil? Parts three and so four. Long. It's been 80 years. Uh, Awakening of Evil parts three and four. Uh, and then we'll do uh, two more monster brackets and we'll we'll talk about some more cards and we'll, we'll do the whole show over again. You know how it works. Until next time. Oh.